Hey, what's up, folks? This is another episode of Ignorant Bliss. I'm Julian Lytle. This episode is the fourth conversation with my friend, Ronald Wimberly, also known as Deep High. And this time we're talking about um, the Ta-Nehisi Coates book, Between the World and Me, um, slang jacking, comics, working with companies, black nerds fitting into certain groups within other groups and creating in general. So hope you enjoy. We also talk about SPX because SPX is happening this weekend in the year 2015 because, you know, it's a podcast. So people can listen to this in the future or in the past or whatever. And they'll be like, yo, I don't know what y'all talking about. Um, I wanted to do an episode before that. And here you go. You can follow me on on all the social media accounts. Julian Lytle, L-Y-T-L-E. Um, you can find Ron through his name, Ron Wimberly or Raynard Foe. Um, spell F-A-U-X. Um, you've had you've heard us talk before, so all the links will be in the show notes and hope you enjoy us along with all the music in this episode is go-go music because we're both from dc all right peace and enjoy black is beautiful proud of you man thank you sir yeah, the black man is god don't be scared of that <laughs> keep moving slowly but surely it's like you know it's been like do nothing do a ton do nothing do a ton yeah it seems like you got so much right now though yeah just gotta stay focused hungry shit man I got like a lot of bullshit man like this last month the money woes, right? Yeah, man. Bullshit. Other people with my money in their pocket. In a holding in a holding pattern. Yeah. For every blessing, there's a curse with it. Yeah. 
Even though it's still pretty badass that you got to do a comic in a New Yorker, though. Yeah, man, I need to do more. Yeah, a more regular basis. Yeah. You are a New Yorker, so you know what I'm saying? You should be in it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm the face of the city. <laughs> You know. Shit, what about you, man? Nothing for me. You know, I don't do nothing cool no more. I just be outside. Mm. Oh, nice. That's good. You know, these... The arts and the comics and all that everything, I don't really give too much of a damn about that right now. Kind of whack. Mm. But yo, man, that uh, Between the World and Me, that joint was a pretty... Shit, man. That was a pretty <laughs> solid uh, piece of work from ta Yeah, man. Yeah, he, you know, he keep doing it. I think he he vocalized, he, uh, yeah, because I listened to it, so it's like he it's like him reading his entire book. He vocalized, yeah. I guess, you know, everything he was feeling and his thoughts of the matter pretty well. I like that it was set up like a, uh, an explanation for his son to listen to in the future. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, man. Uh, I don't know. I feel like even though it's funny because even I've been talking to people about it and I'm like, it's a, it's like a briefer or a brief for like um, white liberals who want to have a discussion. You know what I mean? Who aren't up on the conversation. Like, I feel like if they listen to that, then it's like, we can talk, and it won't be like, uh, it won't be so difficult and such a tax to have to, like, explain things, you know? Yeah, they would get something like a a, a, a quick understanding of the mind state and the issues at play. Yeah. The conversation we've yeah. been having. Yeah. That they still sometimes a lot of ways don't listen or refuse to understand. Well, for everybody, really, I put it on. I put my homeboy onto it. You know what I mean? Like it's it's important that the conversation um, kind of evolve past just being between like you know quote you know black quote unquote intellectuals, academics, you know shit like that. And yeah. Kind of, uh, get into like the various different uh, walks, like types of black intellectuals. You know what I mean? Like, it, it's important. So put the homie on that. Interested in hearing what he has to say and what he thinks of it. You know, like try to disseminate that knowledge amongst like everyone from like you know, street knowledge people to like um, motherfucking conspiracy type motherfuckers. <laughs> Get them to read it. You know what I mean? Yeah, that would be it. <laughs> yeah, the conspiracy type dudes. Yeah, or people in general. That'd be that. Yeah. You know what was interesting to me about that book was that it's from a, a dude that grew up in Baltimore. Mm-hmm. And he's now at this like you know level of of being known, especially you know within the intellectual circles, especially within uh, our nice little geographical region of the New York to to DC mm-hmm. politic, reading newspaper, 
all the news programs coming out of there, the constant conversation. It was interesting to hear him talk about DC, but one specific little area of DC, mm. and like, uh, yeah. and like I'm how not, safe familiar. it was. Mm-hmm. Yet, like I remember those because, like, we're not that much younger than him, like uh, a few years essentially. And uh, uh, like the note, like outside of Howard, it wasn't that safe. No, at all. Like the way he was describing Baltimore is like, well, like ten minutes away from Howard, it was just yeah. like that. Maybe even way crazier. Uh, I met this young <laughs> dude from Baltimore like the other day, and he was talking about. I guess he saw me, man, like my white pants and like probably like a polo on or whatever, right? Some chucks or whatever. Styling on, styling on people. Yeah, but you know, a little bit like, you know, like could be misconstrued. So anyway, like he sees me, he's like, yeah, you know, uh, Maeve is there. She's like, yeah, you know, um, you're from Baltimore. Oh, he's from the area. He's from like, you know, that area. And I was like, yeah, yeah, I'm from there. I'm from DC. And then he's like, oh, he's like, yeah, well, you're probably like, I'm probably from like, he's straight up. He's like, yo, I'm probably from a place that's a lot different from where you're from. It's like, you know what I mean? Trying to be like, you know, full of shit. And I'm like, I don't even take it as a point of pride. But <laughs> yo, how old are you, man? He's like, oh, I forget what he said. I think he said I'm like 26 or something like that. <laughs> like, I don't know, 28 maybe? I forget what he said. It's so like, well, he's too young to know about the crack era. Yeah. <laughs> I'm from I'm from Anacostia. I'm 36 years old, man. Like, you know, and I ain't I ain't trying to like. It's just a matter of witnessing the world. I witness a different world than you have. And like DC, you talking about DC since Obama got elected, motherfucker. Like, I'm 36 years old. You know, like the the shit that ruined Baltimore started in DC. <laughs> so, like, you need, you know, like, you know. Just have a scope of history, for like, better or worse. Yeah, like, it's not to be excited or proud of, but it's like that's another thing, man. With like young people, sort of the badge of pride that people have in like, like being the being subject to uh, the violence of these broken systems. Like, there's a pride that they have in it. It's like it, it's become part of, you know, that. Um, assumed black identity to be like to be at some point in your life made victim of these structures you know what I mean be yeah, victim of structures it's, it's like this weird um brainwashing of a source of authenticity like you ain't black unless you did live through horribleness it's just like that's not a thing to celebrate yeah, at all. Like you could do a cartoon, right? You could do a cartoon with like motherfuckers. It's like, like after the Great Migration, it's like a Freeman. Like they in a they in a little like they in a little like uh, like little bar or something, right? Maybe speakeasy, and it's like a Freeman and two cats that came up like from the Mississippi Delta, like on the train, and they like, yo, man, where you from? It's like, oh, I'm a freeman. I'm from like whatever. <laughs> like I'm from Brooklyn. I was born free. It's like, man, shit. Let me tell you, I was born on a plantation. <laughs> like what plantation? 
man, I was born in a New Orleans plantation, or <laughs> Louisiana plantation. You know what I mean? Like, like I just seen my daddy whoop so many times. Yeah, like, <laughs> like, what? Like, that's the point of pride and shit. You know what I mean? It's like, yo, there's pride, I think, in enduring hardships. You know what I mean? For sure. But like, it's like this weird sort of pissing contest that people have. And it's like, I think that's what was interesting. It, when he was talking, it made me think about like, I never, I never heard someone break break down like getting whoopings the way he did. You know what I mean? Oh, you mean in the fact that <laughs> like the whooping was this weird, this way of like enacting such violence upon your child. So just that spare them, spare them, the, so uh, that they will know it's like, yo, I have to do this so that you know not to do this because yeah. they will kill you. Yeah, they will kill you. Nah, I, like I came to that realization like mad years ago, so it wasn't something that I'm just talking about. So it's just like when I get into conversations about like when I have children, why I won't whip them. Mm-hmm. It's like to me, it goes, it goes to my same reasons like why I don't eat things like chillings and shit like this. Like, mm-hmm. yo. That slave shit is dead. Like I ain't, I ain't fucking with none of that. So mm-hmm. it's like that's why I, I jokingly say it, but it's like, yo, I'm, I'm punish my kids like Master Splinter do Ninja Turtles. Like, yo, go do fifty backflips real quick. Like <laughs> you, you fucked up. Like, like it's funny. Strength and shit. I was talking to someone. I think last night. Where was I? Was it yesterday or maybe the night before last? I was hanging out with. Um, who was I hanging out with? But we were talking about food like that, too. And this woman was saying how she is, she's kind of sad that there's that sort of choice that people make. Not because, like, you know, I don't really, oh, it was Nicole. I don't really fuck with chitlins like that, neither. You know what I mean? But, like, while it is slave food, like, there's also sort of the culture of eating, which is kind of... um this sort of reflection on older ways of uh, treating resources and food and like eating as much of, of an animal as possible. You know what I mean? And it's like, it's funny because she was kind of like speaking on how, yeah, like culturally there is that, you know what I mean? Uh, like upwardly mobile, like uh, people who are either thinking differently about history and their role in history and kind of being like, oh, we're re- rejecting those sort of like traditions. But at the same time, some of those traditions are beautiful. I'm not going to say that we can't fucking, I think we need to like remix how we do chitlins. We need to look at like how the Chinese do it and shit. You know what I mean? Like, like I, I, I don't let people fuck. eat it, but it's like, like I just, it's just something that's like, I don't know. I grew up around it too much. I think that shit smells horrible. Oh yeah. No like doubt. I know how it smells when it's done, but the process of getting to that point. Nah, but it's it's like yeah, the house. The whole house will be. It's a wrap for the day. It's done, it's done. <laughs> and it's, it's, it's a wrap. And it's like I I get it. It's kind of sad. It's kind of like I guess for me, chitlins is was for a lot of other people. The, the term nigga, like some people, they don't use niggas. Blah blah blah. As like, so I don't fuck with chitlins. Like, mm. and there's a lot of other things. Like I don't fuck with pigs' feet. I don't fuck with. I don't really fuck with neck bones like that. Like, I don't... Like, there's a whole bunch of joints I just don't... I don't really rock with, but... Like... Yeah, it's kind of sad because it, it's like it, it messed it up. 
for a lot of ways, I guess for me, they, it got messed up to such a degree that I can't, I can't rock with it. Just like, like I, I'm coming to the point now that there could be some legitimate thought in the term that nigga does come from another term and that white people fucked it up and mispronounce it. Like they do a bunch of words, like a bunch of French words and a bunch of English words and a bunch of German words. And then it became nigga, yeah. nigger. And then, and then we, you know, we reclaimed it, but in a certain way, did we reclaim it or did we naturally already have it? Yeah. And that's the shit we should have been saying to begin with. Mm. It's kind of like, at what point are we going to take all this land that they didn't fucked up in the last 18 months? 15 years from now, a bunch of black kids going to be saying all that shit again anyway. Yo, man, I heard the wildest thing the other day. So I was at my homegirl's house. She fixed me lunch. You know what I mean? I went over there and um, I had lunch with her and another friend. And we're um, we're talking. And then this friend, we're talking about uh, we're talking about language and we're talking about actually how the Taunasi Coates like um, book could be uh a primer and how it could like, like people could read it. And so since the information is there for people to experience on their own, that like it could make it easier for the conversation to be had because like, you know how precious some folks are with their feelings. They can't, you know what I mean? Like you can't just call them out and be like, yo, but if they had read the book, you know, certain liberals, they'd be able to have the conversation without feeling called out. And then she was saying how sometimes it's a difficult thing for her and how she called out, another woman for using a basic bitch or something. Right. And like, Mm. so over the course of the next like 10, 15 minutes, I realized that like that, what I had kind of been familiar with and like, dude, don't get it twisted. Like, you know, I work in comics, uh, you know, it's a miracle. I even get much like time among black people. You know what I mean? Like (laughs) I do though, And, like, I was just completely unfamiliar what this term had become for, like, white people, you know? Like, particularly, uh, I don't know what, how to describe the group. But, like, it means something completely different than what I had, I was familiar with. Speaking of how language changes or whatever, right? Yeah. Apparently, there's some sort of ownership to it. Like, somebody would even call themselves basic i was like word yeah dude sometimes they be using that shit like in a weird way like you know that's like a pejorative right like like yo you basic like you basic as fuck like really like you gonna say you basic though yeah yo this shit is wild this is yeah it's nuts like it's it's weird so, the way they shift the way they shift our slang around and then the weird term now it just seems like within that demographic of of the older millennial getting into these these seats of of the establishment of writers and stuff and then to write these articles almost like like y'all made this shit up like this is the yeah. internet age. We there's there's like an actual recorded history of these terms now. It's yeah. use, it's explosion in your co option and the mainstreaming of it. Then you're just gonna basically erase like that is Columbusing on a whole new level. That is like 
rewriting the history <laughs> while the history is smacking you in the face. Like it's funny because like um she she originally had criticized this young woman for using that uh basic bitch and like it being a term like she was saying it was rooted in uh like it was misogyny. And I was like, and it's funny because it's real nuanced. Cause like I was kind of like, mm, uh, I don't know. Like there's actually more of like a class and economic reading in how that's being used. Like the like bitch in that isn't necessarily like bitch isn't always pejorative in in sort of like in how people talk. You know what I mean? Like you could yeah. be, you know, even even take it like uh, a term that got used in both sort of like white culture and black culture, queen bitch, right? Yeah. Like from Lil' Kim to David Bowie and back, David Bowie to Lil' Kim and back again. You know what I mean? Like, that's not, it's not, um, it's not misogynistic in the same way it's like nigga. You know what I mean? You yeah. can use nigga. Like, it could be like, yo, what's up, my nigga? Or you could be like, yo, this nigga over here, right? And like, you know what I mean? That's how that's how fluid the word is. It becomes it like it becomes like what a pro a pronoun like, sort right. like. You know what I mean? Like, like you could say the same phrase and it could be using the word in like a pejorative sense and in a like sort of familial sense. You yeah. know what I mean? Just based on it. And like that's kind of how like if someone say like, yo, you know, especially when women are using the term, you know, like I think men use the term but there's sort of a way that like it's been aestheticized, re remixed into some other shit. So like, and that's how the whole discussion came about. Cause I was like, well, I don't know if like just because bitch is in the term basic bitch, I don't think like it's not an assault on that woman's like uh you know gender, you know, or sex. And then like another wild thing is you know, thinking about it in those terms, it could be, and it could not be like, if you, if I heard a woman say like, yo, that's a basic bitch, but it's coming from sort of, uh, a crit, a criticism of another woman's promiscuousness or whatever. Right. Like I could be like, okay, yeah, nah, in this case it was used in a misogynistic way, (laughs) Yeah, you know, like, but if she's, saying it about her because like her hair ain't right like mm, it, or, or like she's not <laughs> or she's not like giving any like critical thought to something like oh that like right. that's a basic bitch right there like yeah. it's like that's a, like oh okay word thanks like there's certain things like when it, especially when it comes to slang like that like so all this modern new slang a lot of it's coming from like black women and then like yeah then like like homosexual trans like homosexual yeah. men and trans women and then yeah. it like comes back around and then it becomes part of the larger like black cultures it's like it's like I won't even really say basic bitch like that I'll use basic and I don't even use basic that often cause it's like yo yeah. it's like kinda like it's not y'all's on terms use. like it's y'all shit like I'm gonna I gotta know about it so when I'm I'm having a conversation you know yeah. I, I, I can I can understand I can comprehend but it's weird. It's like weird to like hear somebody like, because it almost seems like it's like looking down on it. It's like, so you mean this term that other women made up to explain some shit? Like, see, I, I don't think I could be in that conversation because I'll probably say something real uncouth and fucked up. I'd be like, you sound real basic right now. 
Yeah, I was dancing around. <laughs> like, like, Yo, see, like, see, that's the thing. The last time I actually, the only last, the last and maybe first time I used the term, like, was someone said, like, they were some white dude was talking about, like, uh, some sort of issue and was white explaining some shit. And he's like, yo, it's just, it's basic logic that such and such and such and such. And I was like, it sure is basic logic. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, you know I mean? it's like, but that is language, that is language born from a certain place. And when it gets co-opted, I'm kind of like, I'm like, let them go ahead and co-op it because it's like, they're never going to use it. They don't need it. Like language... One of the things I was trying to explain to this woman was that certain language, in the same way that people have spaces that are safe for them to kind of like outside of the oppressive forces, you know what I mean, that that they're normally in, there's language that's like that, you know what I mean? And when people enter into that space and try to use that language, it's like, it's a violation, son. So like, that's why I think that's one of the things with like, you know, with nigga, like, I understand how people feel about that word, but it's also like a word that it's a linguistic space now. You know what I mean? It's like we use the word and you can't. It's a safe space. You know what I mean? Like we earned the ability to use it. You know what I mean? And you don't get to be in that space. You don't get to use it. You know, like it's it's really an act of like high art, man for us and black culture, what we've done with language, specifically with like certain words that would have been pejorative. It's like you take them out, you take them out of their context sometimes or return them to a a context. You, you aestheticize them. You make them into something that's completely divorced from the intent. Like somebody used an insult on you, right? To dehumanize you, right? Maybe they took a word and they transformed it to dehumanize you. Then it's like, you take that word, you divorce it from the context in which it was used against you, and then you put in a a new context. Or maybe you just aestheticize the word so that it doesn't even relate to anything. You know what I mean? And that's that's an act of high art. And that's like what we've done with the language. And it's like, when the reverse happens, when like, say, for instance, basic bitch happens, right? It's like, it's almost like, I've been thinking about aestheticization often, like in terms of culture, like from everything from clothing to haircuts to like tattoos. You know what I mean? Like when you take something out of its original context and then you aestheticize it, like there's sort of a commercial aestheticization where it's like you take something and in order for it to become a commodity, you turn it into an aesthetic. And I think that's like what happens when Uh, white people take shit sometimes, man. It's like, you know, they take the aesthetics so that they can sell it. You know what I mean? So, like, when it comes to anything, like, people complain about music, like trap music, right? Like, what happened with trap? Like, they took the word and they took maybe some very superficial elements of the sound construction. They turn it into an aesthetic and then they sell it, you know, like, en masse, And then, of course, black people don't want to have anything to do with it because, like, now it's just an aesthetic version of the original. 
You know what I mean? So like, and that's what happened with this basic bitch thing. You divorced it completely from the original context, right? You created an aesthetic. It's like, now it's just a word and like, it's a commodity. Cause like, whatever, you probably heard it on like one of these like reality TV shows, right? Yeah. And that's where it's been sold. Now you're using it with each other outside of the context you bought into it like it's culture that you can buy you know what I mean I don't know if you did what I'm saying nah I get you because it's like in a lot of ways it gets to such a a point and I still think it goes back to the women thing so like the black women on TV they're kind of living their lives the way they live them they use these terms freely they have this white audience who watches it and enjoys it and they try to use it they use it maybe they kind of understand what it's from or how to use it from the way the person uses it. It's like a, it's almost like a kid when a kid sees their parents using language period and they use it and knowing the word or the kind or the how they really use it. And they just start using it with like their crew or their mm-hmm. friends. Cause they all watch the same show. It just happens that they like, this show might have like millions of people watching it. So you got <laughs> millions of young, young white women or maybe even a little bit older and they start spreading it around and then maybe they even feel a little bit comfortable. They might know like a black coworker or something. They, they use it and they talk about this show and then it gets to a point and it's like, they're using it. And my only problem is this, like we've had white people use slang terms before. It's this whole new trend of like, so you write for the slate and you're going to mm-hmm. write this whole post about it. Like, like, just not even talk about where this shit come from. Like, blah, blah, blah. Right. Oh, Taylor Swift just made this shot. Oh, Lena Dunham just started using this shit. So it means something. Mm-hmm. Like, nah. Uh-uh. <laughs> nah. Like, y'all don't know I took too much. Like, y'all ain't going to fall the fuck back. Like, y'all. And you yeah. damn sure shouldn't be no, like, no little white woman explaining this shit. Yeah. Like, shit, damn, well, that might sound racist as fuck, but damn. another thing i've been thinking a lot about art right and sort of the traditions of art and how like some of the elements of black culture which like really is african culture and like thinking about shit i ain't read no i ain't read no like crazy bibliography on it but just been observations man like looking at black art looking at um, 
how things happen. Remember, I was talking to you about how music gets um, appropriated like a, a few days ago. I mean, yeah. last week. And that whole sort of weird anthropological breakdown of language that happens, like with institutions like media, institutions, academic institutions, like there's this sort of tendency in the Western world to like observe something, right? And you have to kill it in order to like classify it, right? Because you can't really classify something that's alive and moving like a butterfly, right? You can draw a picture of it, observing it, like land on a flower. But like in order to really kind of do that Western world, like museum type shit, you have to destroy it, right? You have to kill it first. You got to put pins in its wings, right? And I feel like that's what they do with the language, man. Like that's what they do with music. It's like to put it in a museum, you have to kill it, Yeah. you know? And I feel like that's kind of what happened with... That's what happens with everything, dude, in the West. It's like they kill it and they put it in a museum. You know what I mean? Like, they end it and they put it in a museum. It's like, we're like, I used to be vexed by, like, the obsession in hip-hop with, like, new shit. You know what I mean? Like, it's always some new shit, man. Like, you know, I remember in the <clears throat> late 90s, I was like, ah, I'm over it. I'm just going to start listening to old shit, right? Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm going to listen, like, I'm going to listen to all types of music from the past because I'm just completely, like, Biggie's second record come out. I was like, yo, this is garbage. Like, the second Wu record came out, I was like, mm, no, it's, it's got a couple tracks on it, but, like, mm, I just felt like the music of my youth was, like, it had come to you know, ahead, you know what I mean? And, like, Shiny Suits was popping out. Like, you know, I was just kind of like, mm, I, it's fun and all, but, like, I'm done, you know? I wasn't, like, critically analyzing why music was doing what it was doing, like, what yeah. it was expression of. But here I am, like, damn, like, you know, 20 years later, and I'm like, hmm. Thinking about that, analyzing that, thinking about, like, West African traditions of like dances and like festivals and like masks and how like things continue to evolve and like how the the cultures and aesthetics absorb contemporary things while keeping like uh, antique um, uh, production methods often you know and I'm thinking like wow like it's a way of injecting new stuff while kind of honoring the past and keeping things alive. You know what I mean? And it's like you visit the Brooklyn Museum and you go in there and you see the people doing their dances. Like they'll have like the section with all the African masks and stuff. And they're doing their dances like they've been doing their dances for centuries. But in the museum, it's just like you see a mask that may have been like created like a new one gets created every season, and in the museum, it's like behind glass and it's dead. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like yeah, it's a life because it's not being used. It's not. Part it's not of it. being used. And like, here's the thing: is like the one from this year maybe has a little bit, a little different swag to it. You know what I mean? Maybe something happened in the world that like gets put into that. You know what I mean? And I've been thinking about that, and I think about it like taking it back to the language. You know, like. Which 
which uh, publication were you talking about? Well, you know, there's Slate, there's New Yorker, there's a whole bunch of them. It's like, yeah. it's like once you, there's New York Times, like sometimes when you see it, when I see it pop up, it's like that joint is dead. I see, mm-hmm. I, I've, I've been thinking about it a while too. It's just there's that point. It was that point where people our age talk, started talking like our parents did. And I'm just like, A, we're too goddamn young for that. And then I think back, like, probably not. Because my mom was about in her 30s when I was, like, around 10 or 11. <laughs> so it's not really that crazy. But then it's just like, hip-hop can't be the same. Because in a weird way, it's a self-defense mechanism that's done subconsciously. It's like... It has to change up to stay alive before they co-opt it, before it's be taken away completely like blues, jazz, and rock and roll was. I, I think it was like, I don't think it's conscious that it's happening. It's conscious like, oh, blah, blah, blah. Like, Future is shitty. Like, nah, he's not. But Future isn't going to be around forever. There's going to be some shit like five to ten years from now that's going to be completely different. And it'll still be considered hip hop. Mm-hmm. So that's why hip hop won't die because it's the only form that is that malleable that the young black youth will change it in a heartbeat at even getting rid of the older fans, the older pieces of it, just so they'll live. Like, yeah, I mean, <clears throat> there's a weird sort of, you know, I agree with that. So I have like one caveat in that, like, I think. In that sense, hip hop is just like a child of other art forms. Like I don't think yeah. those art forms died. You know what I mean? Like I, I really don't. Like because, you know, I listen to all of that shit, man. Like, and I see a lot of the same ideas in them. You know, like the the new um, the new ASAP Rocky Giant, and it's like, man, you know, all of the problematic shit I got, you know, with him aside, if I'm listening to like, if I'm listening to his take on, or him expressing like, where he is in his life, man, like, first of all, it's a lot of blues tropes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, musically, sonically, or whatever, like, yeah, it sounds like it's way different. But like, conceptually, it's not that crazy like it's yeah. radical enough to constitute like to um to um it's radically different enough to you know warrant it being considered a different or an evolution of our form and that's about it man like and i think there are you know i think um there are people you know that identify as white who are part of that tradition too man like you know i think in or in order to maybe like connect with their humanity in a weird sort of way, like trying to shed, you know, aspects of that whiteness, even though they'll never be able to in the sense of like how our world treats and views them in relation to us. Right. But I think part of what maybe is so intoxicating to them, like, you know what I mean? is like, yo, connecting to, that aspect of their humanity that they've like separated themselves from, you know what I mean? Or that the world and, you know, like the systems that they've created have separated themselves from. So like, I think, I don't know, man, like I also, I, you know, I just don't think of it as such like a, 
cut and dry. You know, I don't know, like, shit is certainly evolving. It's interesting. I like some of the new stuff, man. Like, I can't stand what old people just be like, old people meaning people my age. Like, just don't. It's like this, it's almost like they have to embrace their own mortality to realize that shit continues to move on. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like it's always the old shit is dope. The old shit was the best. And sometimes the old shit is better. Right? And it has less to do with like it, that it's old. It might have something to do with some sort of environmental pressure. It might have to do with like economics. It might have to do with like you know systemic like oppression it yeah. might have changes the environment the people yeah. like it the, the the city in which it was made in like there's a whole bunch of there's so many factors on like why certain sounds but like I feel you on the like like they're not dead but I think there's a certain point in which like we gave them things up like in a lot of ways I think we gave up rock and roll so it's just like and the, the sad thing is while I try to listen to new rock and roll like it's something like I don't know like there's just nothing there's nothing hitting with it like like I don't know what's going on it's just it's like the energy's not there like like I know y'all trying to y'all trying to make stuff to sound like the older stuff but <clears throat> it ain't it ain't hitting it ain't you know it's like kind of like it's like sad because it was like R&B is, I think, getting to that place to a certain degree on what we consider what, quote-unquote, rhythm and blues music. Mm. But then it, I get mad because technically I think what is like with Frank Ocean and Miguel and The Weeknd, even like half of Drake's material is essentially, or even as like, you know, Jill Scott. There's still like a bunch of good rhythm and blues music, but they don't want to call it rhythm and blues music. And it's just like, it is the same themes, the same subject matters is is in it then if you go back 50 years and listen to those same music it's, it's arranged differently we got newer instruments we got Don't we got it. logic and pro tools but them call it what they want i think rock and roll is still hitting i think like um i man, think what you're talking about is more like an economic thing man because it's like yo you can't you know if you're talking about <clears throat> what's kind of produced to be consumed on a mass scale, like big acts and shit, like, sure, maybe it's difficult to find because, like, um, it's garbage. It's just made to sell. But, like, you go out and you see acts, like, you might just go to a show or something. You might see, like, some dope acts. It's not really, like, you know, it was bugged. I was at a party the other day. And I'm thinking like, yo, Death Grips is huge, right? I'm thinking like, that's like a, a huge, a huge band. And like, I brought them up and I was like, oh, like somebody was from, um, where are they from? Like Sacramento or something? And like somebody was from Sacramento and I was like, oh, I think Death Grips is from, like, yeah, you know that band? Y'all got some big stuff there. You got Death Grips and like some other bands. And they were like, Death Grips? And these are like youngish people. You know what I mean? People who I assume would know better than me, but they was white folks, right? Mm-hmm. And I was like, huh. I was like, wow, y'all don't y'all don't know about that? Which like kind of put me, made me feel like sometimes put your position in perspective, like where you where you are, like things that you assume are common knowledge, but maybe aren't. Yeah. And I was like, wow, okay, so people aren't listening to this band that already broke up once 
got back together, pretty mainstream now, playing Afropunk. You know what I mean? Yeah. And like y'all haven't heard of them. So that means that like there's a lot of music, there are a lot of acts that are out there, even lesser than they are, that people aren't hearing about. And they they could be rock acts, man. It's a lot of small young kids picking up instruments, you know what I mean? Playing with stuff. And like who's to say that rock and roll, like what is what is rock and roll? You know what I mean? Like yeah. um if you're gonna say that if you're gonna be like really strict about the classifications of rock and roll, like people stopped making rock and roll in like the like fifties, <laughs> you know? And then maybe you could say that some punk classifies as rock and roll, you know, but like you know what I mean? It's, I don't it's, know if it's not hitting. It's weird with, with music because now I'm getting to the point where I don't even know like how people really find stuff. Like because I don't listen to the radio really mm. besides that Beats 1 radio station that Apple has. And they play so much different type of stuff like all throughout the hours of the day. You can't say it's, it's just an Apple radio station. But mm. Like when people bring up like stuff or like you know the same thing like oh man you heard blah 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 and they're like no and I'm like but you listen to music all day what are you listening to like like do you have how do you actually like like I don't even understand like I'm getting to the point where I don't even understand like how people find new music at all because it's like now was the whole thing where you actually got to go look because mm-hmm. like the radio sucks so it's just like they're not going to give you anything really hitting. It's just like, how do you, like, I know I find new stuff by just keeping around young people. So it just helps me like, oh, oh, that, that, okay. I'll try that out. You know, I'll look it up on my phone, the internet, but it's, it's weird. Cause now I don't, I don't, I'm confused. I'm confused with the system. There's like a breakdown. Like, like how, how are these acts getting big? Like how come certain stuff is hot? Cause I like death grips. I don't know enough about them. I do know that like a couple of weeks ago, Tyler, the creator and Pharrell was talking about it on Pharrell's show, on Apple Music, oh, talking yeah. about like, you know, how awesome Death Grips was, blah, 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 and all that. So yeah. I was just like, okay, like, you know, <clears throat> but overall, like, how is, like, how are you, like, I don't, like, that's the most confusing thing ever. Like, I don't even understand how, 
the music industry works right now. Like, I'm confused as fuck. I'm confused <laughs> as fuck about everything except for, like, movies and comics. Like, that's the only thing where I, you can clearly see how people find out about everything. And mm-hmm. it makes it, it it's it's sad, but it's just like maybe that's part of the reason why there's not a lot of new shit coming out because it's so everybody knows what's coming out because they play to a fan base so easily. But yeah, I'm just confused. Like, I mean, it's about pro- providing content for people. It's not really introducing them. You know, it's like keeping them hooked on something that you can provide, like in a in a sort of circle. I don't think it's really about. Um, you're you're trying to do something that I don't feel like there's really um, (laughs) like content providers aren't there's no incentive for content providers to uh, cater to you know what I mean like they don't really care to um, break new acts outside of the fact that they don't want the uh, uh, audience to like become too jaded that they that they leave, uh, that they leave and don't get to see the advertising. <laughs> you know what I mean? So like the, the fact that you want something creative, um, that you want to experience something new and you want new music. I think part of it is like just being in an environment where people are creating, you know what I mean? Or people are into music and like are, finding and digging it's like a network you know what I mean like that's what I find like you know I have friends they go to shows I meet people at a barbecue they tell me about something I write it down you know like they heard something maybe when they went out one day you know like they know people who are still like actively involved in music scenes you know like or you are kind of actively involved in the music scene you know like people who spend a lot of time kind of like digging you know, it's kind of how, you know, and digging could be on the internet now, man. Like, I found a couple of acts <clears throat> that I listen to now that I just got on SoundCloud, you know, like, randomly some algorithm. Like, I was listening to one thing and it put me on to something else, you know what I mean? Or you put me on to something. Like, you put me on to a lot of, like, the stuff that I would never, like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, come in contact uh, with in a strange sort of way. And then it's like, the stuff you put me onto, like more people kind of like, like people I meet can kind of identify with, you know what I mean? And then the stuff that I'm like <clears throat> finding in whatever weird ways, it's like, you know, I don't know why really want to talk to me, but, <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, but anyway, yeah, man, I don't know. I think you're doing all right, man. You're finding lots of new music. Yeah. You know, like I, I get it. Like, me. but it's just, I'm, it's just a weird thing. This is like a, a viewer of the way things work it's just like this future is weird in certain regards like certain things is like more spread out than ever and yeah, certain things are closer together mm-hmm. it's just like you know being back you know 15 years ago you up at 2 o'clock in the morning you turn on MTV you might get 128 minutes and you just see a whole bunch of electronic music you never thought you'd you never find on the radio, but you just learn like mad new joints all the time. Like that just doesn't really happen anymore for the most part. It's just like power. Like it's interesting to watch the weekend blow up 
And then I'm still funny to me that people just never heard of the weekend. So I'm like, where the fuck have you been the last five years? Yeah. Like, where the fuck you been the last was it three? Well, maybe not five, like three, four years. Like, like all right, like okay, you got the you you. They did a good job. They made a song that sounds like a Michael Jackson song, and then that's when y'all took notice. Mm-hmm. Y'all ain't take notice when you sung "Dirty Diana" like three years ago, and it was all fire. Right, nah. <laughs> But yeah, man. So man, it's all I this. I think when I started liking was that Hills joint that you put me on. Oh to. yeah, man, the Hills it bangs so hard. Pause, like it, yeah. Like, it's just so like all his music is mad sad and it's straight villainy, but it sounds so good. <laughs> Someone put on Tumblr. It was like he's that motherfucker. Like he's a creep, you know. <laughs> <laughs> he is a creep though yeah you know he's I mean? like like, the, like he's like the dude just like yo I don't know why the girls fuck with him he, all he's go, like his only goal is to fuck them and then like move on mm-hmm. and treat them like shit like I don't know but the songs are incredible <laughs> and it just yeah. sounds so sad like every one of his songs is just so sad like none of this is making him happy None of the girls, none of the drugs, none of the life. Like, none of this makes him happy. He's probably a pretty happy dude in real life. But his song... Well, that's blues, man. Like, that's blues. That's being able to, like, distill a certain feeling and a mood down so that it becomes, like, a salve. Like, the art becomes a way for you to kind of, like, I don't know, survive that shit, man. Like, I've been thinking about it been thinking about it a lot the way like the aesthetic of pain <laughs> you know what I mean and like kind of how witnessing it and having it like almost like a, a tuning fork for your pain outside of your body can like redeem you from it <laughs> you know what I mean like it can kind of draw out the poison you know what I mean yeah. and it's like a, a, I don't know like, that's kind of what he's doing. It doesn't matter whether or not, like, that's what he's been through. He, You can't write the lyrics for whoever wrote the lyrics for him. You can't write. Somebody can't write that without having experienced, like, some The Hills, without having experienced some shit. Like, yeah. that type of, that type of weird relationship that you have with people. You know what I mean? Like, and it's about time we had songs that kind of, like, embody some of the world that we live in now like with tinder and like you know what i mean that's what that yeah. song is about. You know? yeah, <laughs> that's, that's and like i only hit like, you at half past five like yeah like, that's real and shit. The one, uh, what's the one that is on the new um there's one that's on the new uh asap where i'm like yo okay nah that's like that's like, man, it speaks to a very particular contemporary experience. And it's like, yo, I skipped a whole lot of music, man. I skipped a whole lot. But these kids kind of like, I'm like, yo, you guys are talking about shit that's like, I understand. <laughs> <laughs> like, this is you the know? realest shit out right now. <laughs> like, and, thinking like, you know, it's like they, the artists that are, you know, it's easy to scoff at the music that they're making. But like, when you think about sort of what, our generation wanted and how they got it and like so the most celebrated 
economically. Like the motherfuckers that was selling like the way they were selling relatively, not that anybody sells like that anymore. But like, you know, Lil' Kim and like, you know, Mace and like, you, you know, all this shit was happening on the East Coast around then, like not counting like some of the Southern rappers, but even if you talk about the Southern rappers and like, you know, um, I don't know. Some cats were doing work that was more nuanced, but like the people who were really selling like in the 90s were just unabashedly like talking about like not even not even a sort of remorseful weird take on on the money and the game and like stacking yeah but like a really yeah like a really caustic like not like not even a human take on it like i love that these cats talk about it like they're just disgusted by it (laughs) it's like it's like it's a it's fucking with their psyche Right, like, like it's breaking them down, like man. The, the fame, uh, especially I guess you know with the, especially with the male artists, the women, mm-hmm. the women that they're around. Not that women are bad, but the women that make themselves around them aren't the healthy no, that they ones. Attract, man. Like that they, yeah. that they, um, you know, that their lifestyle and that the world that they live in and that the world that they help create puts them in a place where these are the type of people that are around them, men and women. Yeah. But if you're talking about women, like, yeah, you know, so like, it sucks, man. Like they're, you know, they're, um, and it's good to hear that. It's, it's funny. Cause it, it's almost like, uh, when a lot of this stuff started happening, the older artists didn't, mm. I don't know if they knew how to communicate it. Or they were still stuck yeah. in older ways where I guess the the kids who now are not kids anymore, but they grew up in it, using it all the time. Right. They're seeing the effects of it because now for them, it's kind of old hat. Some of the older people might be a little bit, they didn't jump on initially, so they're using this thing late. But for them, like they've been in it so long, it's just like, this is it. None of this is good. Like texting for this long, not calling people. The the it's it's real as fuck. Like I don't know. Maybe it's just a thing because since we're still single and we're still outside and we still <laughs> like yeah. maybe there's some people that's older than us who's like in relationships or different yeah. type of relationships or married or have baby mamas and shit like that. It's like they're not dealing with that, but like yo, these little well, these, these young dudes is dealing with the realness. Like- yeah, and it's garbage though, man. Like they say they're not dealing with it, but like yo, they hear your stories and like then they have stories too, man. Everybody got stories. Was, oh, ASAP. He's like, he's like, I mean, I fucked the girl with hella passion, but it's cold how we smashed and left to sleeping on a separate mattress. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yo. Yeah, that ASAP. That people be faking on the ASAP Rocky record. That shit is fire. That shit is fire. <laughs> like this one, man. Like they're like, oh, I like the old one. It's like the one that I didn't even pay attention to. Uh, I've been listening to all his shit, but this one right here, man. This straight. Like, man, this straight is the truth. That's why I put like half the goddamn album on my summer playlist. Yeah. <laughs> put like half the album in that shit. Like, I don't know. It's like where I'm at. Yeah, so, man. I relate to that shit. So, man, is any of this stuff? Any of this stuff influencing the new work, though? Um, a little bit, because like a lot of the characters in Grattan are young, 
So it's interesting to see the intersection between my life and these young characters. You know what I mean? So, yeah, I mean, it's it's always life. Everything around you is affecting your work, man. Trying to be a good and happy dude, man. You know, that's what I'm trying to like have in my real life and then do my work. Yeah, the new work is coming along. It's really fun. You know, I just got to stay on top of it. There's a ton, a shit ton to do, man. Like a, a lot. I spend a lot of time in history, too. Like a lot of my work involves, uh, I mean, the same shit that I'm already into, yeah. regardless of if it's for work or not. But like, yeah, a lot of research. So, you still boosted off the uh, reaction you got from Image Expo? You still puzzled uh, surprised? No, I mean, yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, it's only that time to think about that, man. Like, that was really cool to be there. Comics is weird for me, man. Like, I don't know if I found my community or audience yet. Like, I, I feel really separate, separated. You know what I mean? Like. I, last night I was playing, hanging out with this cat, these cats, and we was playing like um, D and D, right? I saw that post. I was like, "Whoa, he breached you know, that. Uh, he breached yeah, that it's round." Like, it's deep water, you know what I mean? And it's like, um, and, you know, it's interesting for me because it's like I get to see well some shit. I always saw the kids, you know. You know how you said before, like, you go to the comic book store, like, once a, a year or something like that? And I, it was similar for me. And it's like, uh, you know, I would see, I would go to a comic book store, and I would see these people in there, like, and I would see them, like, buying their little figurines, whatever. And it was interesting to go into this world, like, yo, at first, when they first told me about it, I thought it was going to be funny and, like, would mostly be drinking and, like, laughing. But, like, yo, this is real. Like, <laughs> these motherfuckers... Yo, they go deep, son. Like, they had little sets and shit and everything, man. I was like, wow, okay. And, like, on the way over there, I was thinking, like, this is cool because this could be cool because, like, I don't really get to do, like, I don't play cards with my homies. And after leaving there, I was like, yo, let me call up Reg and see if we can get together and play, like, spades or something or poker, like, you know, like, once a week or something. You know what I mean? Because, like, that's what it made me think about. I was like, yo, we don't really have... Or I don't, you know. I think a lot of people, when I was at um, this party the other night, I went to hang out, and I got in there, and I seen a bunch of people at a card table with some money on the table, and I see some cards. I'm like, oh, they playing spades. And it's like, yo, money was doing, like, tarot. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, yo, like, shit done changed. Like, maybe not. It's like a weird intersection because, like, the way how I was brought up and where I am now are two like severely different worlds, you know? And like, I never, you know, I'm always surprised by it. I'm always seeing like, oh, okay. You were kind of like, you were brought up in the type of fucked up or like not fucked up stereotype. You were brought up in the type of stereotypical environment that people pretend they were brought up in. You know what I mean? Like, and you're, I'm constantly realizing, like, um, it was a unique 
experience, you know, in very subtle ways, you know? Sometimes just by, like, telling a story that's kind of, like, common to me and realizing how little maybe people... Yeah, can can experience, but common in other ways. Like, so if I were to go, like, sometimes I'll find myself in an environment, maybe at a bar, you know, and it'll be a night where it's like, okay, it's a bunch of people in there that's like maybe from a different walk of life, and we'll start to talk. And I'm like, okay, these people who I never see at the little bougie bars or whatever that I might end up in normally, these people I can talk to about the first half of my life. Right. I can't talk to about my present life. It like doesn't make as much sense and doesn't have as much cultural currency. And then it's like I'll go to Little Bougie Bar and I'll be like, okay, now I can talk about like the New Yorker or whatever the fuck. You know what I mean? Going to France and shit like that. Yeah. You know what I mean? And like they can kind of relate and they're going to talk to me about, you know, how they was in El Salvador or whatever the fuck. You know what I mean? Like they was in Portugal. But I can't really I can talk about the first half of my life or like what's some of the stuff that happens in other portions of my life but it's more a spectacle for them than like a point of like oh yeah man I know how it is man you know what I mean or like yeah you know like uh space game ain't even gonna break out like but real talk I need to get my game up I need to play like a few uh, more than a few rounds before I like roll through to somebody else's space game and fuck up like somebody else's game I need to practice dude that's what I was thinking the other night when I seen them tarot cards I got the fear in me son I was like I thought he was playing spades like fuck my game ain't tight right now I'm like I need to like I need to play son I need to play I'm gonna try to get Reggie like form a team get real good and then we can start like having like spades nights you know what I mean (laughs) I need to get it's not even on some like I don't want to lose money which I don't it's like I hate to disappoint or fuck up my partner you know what I mean so like yeah I want to do that's what I want to do have like spade nights here you know what I mean yeah, I ain't play spades in a minute. I'm kind of super rusty. I'm like, oh, man, I ain't trying to get... That and dominoes. Like, I ain't played dominoes in so long. It's like, I want to play dominoes, but it's like, I'm going to fuck up playing dominoes. I played dominoes like three, four years ago. I never really grown up playing dominoes. That game is tight, man. I fucked with it. the truth, dog. I yeah. fucked with all the hood talk? games. You say talk? Yeah. Hell yeah, I remember talk. I ain't played that shit in long enough time, though. Yeah, see, I'm trying to get... I'm trying to remember and, like, get good at these games. You know, play some tough. <laughs> we get too good at it. We go turn out conventions. We'll be there like, where's blah, 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 blah. They're over there. Oh, they're at the table in the back. They're playing spades instead of, they take commissions in between spades games. And right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. No, how, this is how we, this is how I do commissions, right? Like we play taunt, right? You put money down. If I win, I get your money and I don't do mission <laughs> if I lose I draw but I still get your money <laughs> <laughs> the only thing you lose is your is the is the drawing that's not what you lose you right. be like ah yeah. yeah or we could fuck around make a pun of it call it draw poker <laughs> I can't stand it dude like uh 
Like, yeah, I need to get up on that. I need to get back up on that in my Street Fighter. Like, those card yeah. games of Street Fighter. Like, all the shit I was doing when I was a teenager. New shit came out, right? It's just like, I don't got the, I don't got the time. I'll be trying to do other things, and then my shit is lacking. The Spades, uh, just, I just don't see people really doing playing Spades like that no more. Yeah. That was such a thing. I don't know if that was a specific thing, like, back then, like the, like the 90s. The early two thousands, motherfuckers was about spades, man. Mm. Like that was just. Yeah. Well, I mean, all the way up to, you know, um, since I was a kid, man. Like the entire, like my, you know, that's what adults did. You know, they played spades. Yeah, black people. So you have some crabs, have some Heineken. You know what I mean? Like they sitting around like cookouts. You know. Little 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 stout brandy glasses downstairs in the basement. You know what I mean? Like all of that, man. The iconography of growing up is not around me. Like that's kind of why I'm like, man. I wanna. It's weird, man. It's kind of like it's real tragic for me, man. Like I feel like I'm getting to an age where I'm trying to recreate uh, a little bit. Like what? Where I was when I was a kid, man. Like all the people that I was around. Like I have, like I have no place to go. Like that's the thing. I got into this weird sort of conversation. I've been trying to connect more with like the, you know, black folks who are into comics and stuff. And like it's difficult for me because like, it's like I don't have the history or the cultural background that a lot of these kids have. You know, like I really don't care about any of this. Marvel stuff like I don't care about superheroes I don't care about the movies like I don't care about like dude I don't I don't care about any of it I mean you know me yeah right but like I do have this thing you know like I was never the kid who was like the only dude in like an environment who couldn't connect to someone because like they were in the comics or they were into anime it's like yeah I was in the anime but I was putting cats on the anime like I was putting my cousin on the anime like and then he was getting the dubs we'd go to the Chinese shop get like the the tapes then we'd dub them and then he was selling in Anacostia son he was selling Dragon Ball Z tapes yeah it's, like 19, it's, 19, it's, 19, 1990s early 1990s that's you know? what I'm saying like, like I, 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 I like shit 1994 I feel you because that was the things like the streets love this shit. Like, so where is this place where like black people were getting picked off for like a Dragon Ball Z? Dragon Ball Z was niggas punching niggas in the face, mad yeah. hard. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, nobody. So like, I don't. So I don't. I don't feel ever like ostracized about it. Like, I never feel like, oh well, you know, you're into, oh like you know, the the common refrain is like, oh, you're into Japanese shit like me. So like, let's talk and let's build. And I'm like. I don't know how I'm in the Japanese shit. It's like, I mean, yeah, I can see the pattern. Like, you look at my book collection and you look at my artwork, you can definitely see the influence of, like, certain, you know, aesthetics. But it's like... You also went to That's Japan, almost like saying like if you're Japanese into blues... That's like saying if you're into blues, right? Yeah. You're into blues, you're into hip-hop, you're into rock and roll, you're into Nikes, and you're into, like, I don't know, like, you like Kehinde Wiley and you like Basquiat. It's like you saying you're in the black culture. It's like, are you in the black people or black history? You know, it's like, hmm, maybe. Yeah. But it just so happens that you may happen to be influenced by the things that are around you and your life. You know what I mean? Like, and there's really no connecting point. Like somebody who's into all of that stuff 
we might not get along and I'm not going to talk to them like I know them. You know what I mean? Like, and it's been difficult for me, man, because like I listened to what Chris Rock said about his audience and the black audience and like how he's always like he's always had that connection. And it's like, yo, I envy that shit, man. Yeah. And I'm working hard on it, dude. I'm trying to reach out to people like not only like just trying to reach out, but trying to like grow it, man. Every time I get a chance to put black artists on, I, I try to put them on. You know what I mean? Like because I want to create an environment where it's like I don't feel so alone, man. You know what's weird though? It's like he has a connection to the black audience. But if you really think about it, look at all his films up to the point, except for top five. Mm. He's into like he's in the shit that most black people are into. Like all his movies were up to a point, all like little French comedies that he was remaking. Like really, like right. really weird French movies, and all the movies bombed. Even though it's some of my favorite joints, like I think I love my wife is like one of my favorite modern really movies. Like, period. Like that shit is the truth. People ain't like that shit, but that shit was real as hell. Yeah, that was a good one, man. But like top five is essentially black Chris Rock, Annie Hall. Right. But people kind of fucked with it because like. They was having conversations in the projects about who your top five rappers is. Tracy right. Morgan's there, Leslie Jones is there, and uh, you know what I'm saying like they just doing these really like things you would expect. Yo, I'm gonna say something unpopular. He went harder with "I Think I Love My Wife." He went wait like <coughs> that is the realest joint. Like like I'm not married, but like everything in that movie, like there's so many truisms in that movie. Like that shit is the truth, and I still don't know why people didn't see that shit. I'm like. To me, that is Chris Rock's best movie, period. But and I really like Top Five, but it's just like I don't I don't know like because I think being that I'm your friend and I'm in a in a point weird point where it's just like I know you and I talk to you, but I'm also seeing the way people react to you outside. It's like you may not connect to them, but they connect to your work, but you don't totally. And I don't totally believe they connect to your work in the ways in which you hope they do. It's like mm-hmm. it's like mad it's like mad on the surface. So it's like the it's the same thing. It's just like, oh yeah, you like Japanese stuff, I like Japanese stuff too. Anime, yay, yas. And it's just like like nah, like how about like everything within pop culture we grew up with came from Japan so it's just the Japanese aesthetic is just inherently in the way we communicate and make stuff like like literally everything we had as a kid came from Japan like Transformers Nintendo like every cartoon like it didn't even stop we got older we grew out of it and like Nigga, we were still talking about watching Yu-Gi-Oh because that was just some shit yeah. you do when we it's was funny. making breakfast on Saturday morning. <laughs> it's funny because, like, in my work, there's an implicit, I think, an implicit acknowledgement of my lens. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, I think the big, like, sort of dissonance is that when people approach me about this sort of thing, it's like, there, I feel like there's an assumption that... I don't know, with me and with my work, I'm always thinking about, or like even in representation, it's like my lens on that, on Japan, via like, 
either the things that I've consumed, like how how a lot of that product, how a lot of what Japan is has been warped by the fact that it's been made into a product for me to consume. And like that's part of it. Like the hats that the kids are wearing and Prince of Cats, like the the weird sort of rituals and like the combinations of those things, you know, um, mixed with maybe legitimate cultural uh, things that kind of like get placed in there. And like, I think it's more of a conversation. I don't, you know, so when people point this shit out, like that, it's like, you know, kind of like, okay, I don't, yeah, I don't know, dude, it's difficult for me. Cause I talked to someone about it the other day and I was like, yeah, I thought, I remember when Prince of Cats dropped and like, I was thinking about what I'm going to pitch it next. And like the homie was like, yo, you should do Gratton in cause it's the most like fully formed and like, um, you know, you have a lot of content. That was, was me. Like, yeah, and I was like, <laughs> and I'm kind of like, mm, and Lou too. Okay. And I was like, mm, I don't want to, I don't want to do it again. You know, even though it's like it's a legit part of my my experience in my life, dude. Like, I mean, you know how it is, man. Like, you know my story. Yeah. You know, and it's not like, dude, you know my story. Like before when we were in college. And, like, the influence on my work and what the influence of my work was. And, like, you know what it was after, like, the more sort of relevant uh, time period where it's, like, Japan kind of became a part of my life for, like, six and a half years. You know what I mean? And and you know kind of, like, and you've seen what's happened since. And you've seen, like, no, you've seen, like, why it's in my work. (laughs) You know what I mean? Yeah. So I guess you understand it. It's real interesting, it's, man. Like it's, it's hard for me not to feel some type of way when I get questions about it because it seems it's so matter of fact to me. I don't really care about it. I don't get, like, meaningful questions, though. You know what I mean? Like, cats don't ask me, like... Like, they don't want to talk about, like... Like, theater posters, like Japanese theater posters. They don't want to talk about, like... Anka or Japanese film or anything like that. They want to just like, like <laughs> they want to talk about anime, man. Let's keep it. You know, but like, no, they don't even want to just talk about anime. Like, yo, we can have that discussion, right? But like, don't say like Japanese culture or Japanese things. It's like, dude, that's like super complex. It's like hearing somebody playing the blues or seeing somebody, yeah, putting a blues element in their work and being like, yeah, so let's talk about black stuff. <laughs> like, shit nigga like yo I just got like fucking you know I just got like Muddy Waters like uh, uh something of Muddy I just did a Muddy Waters comic like I can't really talk about like the entire the entire history. blackness black Americans <laughs> you know and blackness is like yo I just Drew Cass like yeah you are you gonna ask like R. Crumb about like Fabulous or something like no like that nigga don't know about Fabulous he don't know about like fucking uh, cleaning your tennis shoes with like toothbrushes and shit. You know what I mean? Like he just because he just because he did a, a a blues card set doesn't mean that he knows about like black hair or some shit. You know what I mean? You don't yeah. know about our crumb didn't read like you know the autobiography of Malcolm X. You know what I mean? It's just like and he doesn't even necessarily like black people. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like he just likes blues music. You know, he likes the aesthetic of blues and the sound of blues, you know? Yeah. And that's kind of how I feel when people talk to me about Japanese shit. I feel like, yo, you're using me and my work to kind of, like, 
uh, fetishize a whole nationality and culture of various cultures under one culture from one place, like, of people. You're like, that's how you're using my work. And it's, like, deeply disturbing to me. And maybe it's something I need to, like, with Grattan in, that's something that I'm really looking into. Like, you know, um, Grattan in is about gentrification, but it's also about, like, appropriation. You know, and it's like, I'm working out shit in the work. I really don't care uh, how people view it, but I'm working out in the work, like, working with my, my homie Kibo and working with David, like, working out ideas in my head and shit that I've been through via like basically a shonen at times shoujo at times gekiga manga you know yeah I, I wonder so how if that's gonna cause it, cause like every single gratuitous ninja comic you've done dealt with some type of issue mm. It just got some fly ass ninjas in it. Right. <laughs> it's like when when because I, I don't know if, if they ever get this like if Wu Tang ever got it because it's it's just like to me it's, it's just like I don't know if people walk up to like Method Man and say like yo like yo you you did this dope ass song like yo tell me about China. You know what I'm saying? Like, like but, but it's like, it's clearly right. like they really, 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 really fucked with like a specific era of Hong Kong cinema of a right. specific genre. Right. Shaw Brothers and Golden Harvest, mostly Shaw Brothers joints. Like right. they really know edits of clips from, from Golden Harvest joints. It's like right. all Shaw Brothers. So it's just like, huh. In, in a lot of ways, but it's like, but like only built for Cuban links is like Gambino rap. It's like right. the purest, like real shot at like Gambino slash crack rap to like this highest pinnacle form. And to me, like when like, since I've been looking at I've been reading to this ninja forever, literally forever since it's like started, <laughs> like. It's like I see it more like a Wu Tang album within like the good era, you know what I'm saying? The you know, the five year period of just nothing but hits, nothing but bangers. Like they would each was talk about some inter- like like a Jizza album is completely different than an old Dirty Bastard album. Yeah. That's got like the it's got like the uh ch- uh Chambara samples in it sometimes, yeah. like the first one. Yeah. Yeah, but but it's like the the connecting thread is Shaolin and Wu Tang and these these clips put throughout it like yo like and to me that's that's what's in gratuitous ninjas too like like yo you're talking about issues you see within urban America but this action stuff it's like that's what's going to get people to read it in a lot of ways it's like it's not going to just be talking heads talking about like they buying up all the land and kicking everybody high and putting the prices up because they're putting condos in so it's just like <laughs> Yeah. At a certain point, like yeah. there's, there's times where you want to be dudes buried. There's times where you want to have you know somebody getting doing get hit in the face, you know. And there's other things exactly. you get to bring into it, like stuff that people don't know about, like 
like prison culture. <laughs> it's difficult, like, man. Because, like, it's difficult because like when you all right, so like you draw a comic and you put some shit in it, you put one of your buddies in it, or you put some shit that like affected you, even if it is just aesthetically, you know, you put it in there and, and then like someone and it's kind of personal. And then someone like just ignores all the shit and just like talks to you about the aesthetic. It's like, but not even the aesthetic in a meaningful way. You know what I mean? Not like in a. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry, I just seen this shit on Tumblr. Lupe Fiasco make music for niggas who answers on tests be long as fuck, but still be wrong. <laughs> 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 oh shit! <laughs> oh, bro, so much truth to that. <laughs> oh man, that's him forever, yo. Talk to a motherfucker, and it's like they start out and they wrong, and you just like I'm gonna let them talk though. You know what I mean? Let them finish, and then you don't even like by the time they get to the end of what they saying, you just don't even answer because it's like yo, I just don't want to talk to you no more. <laughs> That's Lupe. That's funny. I might have to repost that. <laughs> yeah, but enough about all this bullshit, man. Whatever. Yeah, no, I love I love Japanese shit. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. Yeah, man. That shit is. <laughs> We're doing, you know. Oh, no. So, 
people give me some of that. I don't know if people ever like. It's not like anybody actually read my comic anyway. But it's weird things when people talk about language with me in my comic. Like, mm. I don't know what they're saying. Like, yeah, you know what they're saying. You're just not trying hard enough. Mm. There's a context to it. Like, there's one word in it that, that's some slang word that you don't get what they're saying. Everything else is like you the like regular ass English words, but it's all good. <laughs> I mean, let them not get it, man. Like, like I don't care. I don't know. Like. It's art, man. You're making art. You're not even. You're not even selling it. You know what I mean? It's like people. They can. They can look at it and it can be cryptic. Like how many times did you know we look at whatever paintings or arts? You know, arts. <laughs> we would look at you know a good example, like the best example, like a super obvious example. Be like Basquiat, man. Like you know, you read the painting. You know, how many times had I read paintings, like, early on, not get any of it? You know what I mean? Like, not know the historical context, not know, like, the um, hobo signs, not know a lot of shit. And then, like, slowly but surely learn about some of the things and then come back and read one of his paintings and be like, oh, shit, that's hilarious. Oh, shit, like, wow, that's a criticism on, like, global uh, capitalism. You know what I mean? So, I mean, whatever. Like, they don't need to get it every time. Like, I'm tired like with comics too with any sort of art that is you know commercial art people feel like there's a responsibility for it to be explained to them for them to get it outright you know right at the beginning it's like no it's not really the responsibility of it like there's entertainment it's like do you really need to know like what a fireworks show looks like no so even when it's entertainment you don't really need to know it's like do you like it are you entertained by it you know, and when it's art, like it might be saying something, it's like, yo, half of it is making you think about it. It's not like what it's telling you, you know, like it's worthless if you, if it's telling you something a lot of the time, I think my opinion. Yeah. Yeah. Should we talk about, yeah, my bad dude, go ahead. It's just, yeah, I have issues with like, I guess with stuff like that now, it's just like, like either talk about it if you enjoyed it or not, but then like if you really going to talk about what you feel about what this is saying, it's just sometimes I just wish people would. I'm getting to the point now. I wish people would just stop talking about art because now it's just like you really like you know what I owe all this money right now, and I'm kind of like cynical and jaded. But it's just like you really like you you seriously want to have this discussion like about art art. Like not your ideas of what you want art to be, but the historical way in which art has been for at least a good thousand years and more. Yeah, it's just that just blows me now. It's just like, oh whatever. The movie was hot, like or the movie was whack. Like this is just like, yeah, this shit is whack or this shit is not. It's just it's whatever. Or it's I right to death. It's just I'm just gonna keep like three answers. Like that shit ain't John Blaze. They just move on. The people wanna make these long ass posts. And Facebook and the Twitter and just like man whatever and then people be sounding mad old man I just ain't got no I just it's like how come Quincy Jones he never sound old Ron <laughs> yo he old as fuck right now but he still don't sound old when he talk that's he's my alive. goal man he's alive man <laughs> been living you know I mean you're on your way man we complaining a lot right now though you yo, complain so about got, complainers yeah we got this um <clears throat> we got this panel coming up like Black Art Matters, which I'm like not real psyched on the name, you know. Yeah, I don't know I who came like, up with the name. I don't know who came up. Yeah, with the name. 
I told him like, let's talk about it when let's talk about it on a panel. Yeah, I saw you. It's it's funny. They guys are pretty cool picking you for that uh, for that Tumblr post. Yeah, I forget which one. Oh, that was from like a little hackathon I did at my homegirl Jeans. Uh, she had a hackathon. I went there and I built with them. And that was cool. So. Yeah, yeah, man. I think it'll it'll be an interesting. Uh, it'll be an interesting panel. I'll sit in the back. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna have a lot of fun, man. We gotta figure out what we're gonna. We gotta have some like little parties or something to go to while I'm down there. They're gonna be something. I know. I kind of want to bring all my stuff in a maybe sit down at a table with you and maybe get Ulysses and uh, Chris Kindred or whatever. And just turn the microphone on and see what comes. <laughs> yeah, I know Chris gonna be there. Um, Richie Pope gonna be there. Yeah, Richie Pope gonna be there. This mad little folks gonna be there. I kind of <laughs> just want to get people talking with the microphone. I'm interested on. in seeing all these folks. You know, like everyone on that black uh, uh, panel. I'm just interested in like seeing them because like I don't know, I don't know them. It'd be nice to meet them. Yeah, I'm surprised. This is like the most amount of black people <laughs> I've known to be SPX. Yeah. That I've actually also actually have interactions with on a regular basis online. Yeah. So it's going to be interesting SVX. Yeah. I wish I had something to to give people. Maybe I can print something out, like make something. Yo, man, you just pull a Kanye. Your presence is a present. Bomb. <laughs> Kanye. <laughs> it's interesting to watch them, man. It's like. <clears throat> It's bugged when you feel some type of way. Like, you know, I got my criticism of the dude. But it's like, I can't agree with the people who criticize him because it's like, we have different criticisms. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Like, it's like, yo, man. It's like, man, I'm mad at this. And it's like, but you mad for, like, the wrong reasons. You know? Um, it's fun. I'm just blown. Nice. It's, it's like, like you, you know. really guys are really taking him seriously. That he's about this running for president in 2020. Like, really, really. They don't know the tradition of talking about shit, man. Like, talking shit. It's like it's. There's a lot of other good stuff in that little his little speech. Was it Ramley? Yes. There's some good. There's some other good stuff in there, but that's what y'all gonna really focus on. Like this is the dude that said his first three albums was gonna be called College Dropout, Late Registration, A Good Ass Job. We've yet to <laughs> graduation in a good ass job. We've never seen good ass job. I still <laughs> want good ass job. Damn, I'm running for president in 2020. I want good ass job. We got eight weeks of heartbreak instead. You know what? How different would the music world be if he would have? Came out with a good ass job. We would have never had a Drake. Think about that. Think about that shit. <laughs> <laughs> you think uh, why? Because you think like that. That's sort of like the more emotional aspect is what kind of fed into Drake. No, he's pretty open with the, like yeah that that is the album that changed everything in the way he was going in the way he was making his music. Oh wow, I didn't know that. Like you can hear it in all the all these young rappers for the most part, that is the key that is the that is the music changing landscape album, eight oh eight and heartbreak. People wanna deny it, they want it, whatever. They can shit on Kanye all they want. A lot of this music we like right now all goes back to this man singing terribly for like thirteen songs. <laughs> Oh, with vocoder and whatever, there was some good. It was written well, and the, the productions is, and the arrangements is dope. He just still sings horribly, but yeah, eight of ways of heartbreak. 
Like, yeah, if mama ain't die, he ain't break up with his fiance. It'd be a different musical world right now. That's funny. Like, I never thought about it because, like, you know, I don't think I've still heard that record. But, like, um, I've probably heard all of it in various, at various points in other people's, you know, worlds. But, like, um, I just always thought about, like, uh, what Dre was doing, or Andre 3000 was doing, and, like, um, like, kind of what most was doing, and, like, some of these other MCs who were, like, singing and emoting when it was, like, really unpopular. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, remember all the all the criticism that Three Stacks and fucking most used to get yeah. for, like, singing on their records? Remember that? Yo, yeah. people are still angry about that, yo. There are people still angry about that, you know? It's probably because I think it's this thing where it's, it's a matter, it's a certain period of time. It was also the fact that both... Yasin and Three Stacks are literally yeah. so good as MCs mm-hmm. that, and it's the fact that they just stopped putting out shit. Yeah, and think of it is is that Three Stacks and and, and Yasin are pretty good singers. Mm-hmm. I think at that point, as dope as Kanye was, he still had shit to prove as an MC. His production is great. He's still seen as a producer first. They're seen as MCs first, mm. musicians second. He's mm. seen as a producer, musician first, MC second. And I also think that it came out in 2008. So there's a lot of young people who didn't have all that baggage of the golden era of the 90s. Right. So for them, it's just, first of all, the album was like a goddamn surprise. Because nobody expected it. It came out, you hearing this dude give out his feelings, and it was just at the right time with like, oh yeah, b- black men can have feelings too and put it on the record and they don't have to really sing. Like, it was just, I think it's just a weird period. There's other things that's involved, like the the ascendance of T-Pain and the use of, of like auto-tune and shit like that, which leads to that album and its impact. And that being said, it's a flawed album, but it was other people able to, you know, perfect it in a certain way. Mm. It just happened that they all happened to be from Canada. <laughs> <laughs> like, like there's like the middle, like if it was street fighter, right? Like Drake is Ryu. He's like the middle, like everything is like perfectly in the middle or it's like super Mario brothers too. Like he's in the middle. And then the weekend is like really good at the singing part, but he doesn't rhyme. So he's kind of mm. like, Luigi or some shit or the, and he could just jump mad high and shit Who's like, Bowser though Bowser I don't know we ain't got Bowser but like Party Next Door is like Toad you know he's like he pulls a piece of stuff so you're saying it's nobody heavy it's nobody because they haven't picked up their speed yet you know you what know, I mean so you just, don't know about them they just all like they just perfected the sad shit man they just perfected the sad shit well nobody's sadder than Koopa man King Koopa is the saddest man Yo, I have a whole story based around that whole shit to me, man. You know, I think King Cooper, like, you gonna tell your story? Tell your story. I'm gonna tell you why I relate to King Cooper. Oh, nah. It's just, this is just funny. I think I tweeted this shit out like a couple years ago, how it's like, Peach did him wrong. I, like, I wanna know about where's Queen Cooper at? He got all these babies. <laughs> he got all these kids. He's chasing around on this little human chick. Right. Where the queen at? Right. She's getting disrespected 
all the time. Now her baby is kidnapping the princess. Somebody said something about like we were talking about this at the at breakfast yesterday. But like, yo, what if it's like this? What if it's it's like Peach and Koopa like was together though? That's what I and, think. That's what you I know think. What I mean? <laughs> That's what I think it was. That was he. Yo, Princess was the side chick, right? He couldn't. They couldn't be together publicly, and then like. You know, it was all it was all a, a, a little fake. Like her little screaming, then like the Mario Brothers came through the pipe because you know clearly. I just think it was just a random portal. Cooper soldiers was just walking through the pipes, ended up in New York City, and was just chilling. Like, where the fuck are we? And they was cleaning up the pipes because they plumbers, and they went through the little pipe. They came up in this mushroom kingdom, and they were like, "Yo, this big ass turtle is is like took our, our dragon turtle took the princess. Like, yo, can you help out?" And they're like. I but you know what I'm saying so you know what I'm saying he line stepping Mario been line stepping for like 30 years <laughs> you know what I'm saying like like you know what I'm saying like is Bowser Jr. like who is Bowser Jr. mother like is it Peach on the low <laughs> you know what I'm saying is it Peach on the low you know like you know or is it Queen Cooper like where Queen Cooper at like where the shy guys come from cause all of a sudden the shy guys got to the mushroom kingdom you know what I'm saying like Maybe the shy guys, maybe maybe Queen Cooper is from wherever the like, uh, big boss wood is from for Mario Two and shit. You know what I'm saying? Maybe she maybe she like a desert like reptile or something. And you know what I'm saying? Maybe maybe I'm big boss wood is like her, her like brother. Maybe that's his brother in law. Some but shit. I'm saying I'm saying like cartoon logic. I wouldn't be surprised if like yo, you know he he got like Peach like she could be his baby mama. Like you know what I mean? Like. I don't know. Maybe like maybe Mario is just like delusional. Maybe Mario think he helping somebody, but he ain't really. Because we was talking about them nerds, you know what I mean? Like them nerds would be on that like friend zone stuff. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, but and because like Mario don't have no type of relationship with Princess. Maybe yeah, Princess do. going. To... Man, you see how they be walking around with the cakes and the and the hand holding and shit. I ain't never seen them holding hands. See, though, son, they be going in like he yo like yo for real. Bowser on that motherfucking, I mean, I mean Mario on that Brooklyn Bronx, like taking people, like he line stepping, dog. He line stepping. Mario stay line stepping. He don't be giving his brother the credit he deserve. You know what I'm, I'm saying? Sure. He left Pauline back in the human world. You know what I'm saying? He ain't even give her a good goodbye. You know, after all the bullshit they went through with the, with the with the with goddamn Donkey Kong. Yeah, he trapped. He trapped Donkey Kong. His goddamn son had to pick him. Had to help him escape. He, you know what I'm saying? Mario be straight cruel to animals on a regular basis, but I still fuck with the dude though. I still got his games every time he come out with a new joint. Well, Mario's uh, mad fucked up. He's a line stepper. Even he be stepping out on the princess. He got the little space princess from Galaxy. He got the little other princess from Super Mario Land that got taken by the little alien dude in the ship. That's the give Mario more credit than I do, man. Yeah, I man. That's the favorite comic I want to do. Mario, like Mario that. Saga. Yes, he is. He came over to a whole new dimension where he just got to be the Mac. Nobody cares. He's a fat, overweight, middle-aged Italian plumber. You Not believe in Mario, though, man? You believe in him? I don't know if I believe in him with his soft, soft-ass, high-pitch-ass voice. Yo. Well, first of all, <laughs> I, I don't believe in that new, that little Nintendo sixty-four voice. In my head, he's always Captain Lou Albino. <laughs> he always that you know what I'm saying he always running around like yo straight Brooklyn accent just like punching the shit out of turtles <laughs> maybe right maybe you right yo he's hard he be hitting turtles with hammers dog he take they, he take they shit yeah, he I don't beat like up all the kids 
animals. I don't like that cruelty to animals, man. Yo, he like, stay beating up animals, yo. Yeah, he Mario's stay beating dead. Up animals. You know what I'm saying? Like, you see why Donkey Kong Jr., who's now Donkey Kong, really don't fuck with Mario like that. Yeah, I fucks with Donkey Kong and Koopa. Like, those are, uh, you know, uh, you know, like, Mario, the cart, that's all I use. Because, like, I start out slow, man. But when I pick up speed, you know, <laughs> like, you know, I got that momentum. I fuck with all the villains in the old games. Mike Tyson, Donkey Kong, you know saying Koopa. Samus is the only character that I think I like that's not a hero the, versus yeah, like Mother Brain. Yeah, Mother Brain, I don't really fuck with like that. Although it is kind of weird that you roll it up to somebody's planet and like, I don't know what's the deal with that. Like, I don't, I don't know. I think there's some things like that happens before it or whatever. There's like some weird vengeance. But to me, I think like Metroid is just like a weird interpretation of like aliens, like. With like Sigourney oh, Weaver and 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 the and the Queen Alien, it's just like the same type of shit. Like this beef, <laughs> so like, like when she got the dope ass armor suit, she can roll it to a ball. You know what I found very interesting, and I think I think Nintendo really needs to really explore this, but I don't know if they ever will because of fandom and um and whatever feelings they have over Japan. The nature that people think. Link is actually Zelda, and that Link is in fact a female. So, like, he's saving himself. I only think some people know that it is a princess. Some people don't always get all to the end of the game. You know what I'm saying? They just because he got the because Link got the long hair. Right. So it's a certain thing. It's just like I mean, Link could totally be a woman. Like they could also totally say that that's that's the sister or whatever. Like. That's why they both have a piece of the Triforce. Right. But I think that's yeah, what I'm, makes you really I'm, I'm, with, I'm with whatever, man. Like, you know, when I was doing the Turtles, I was doing the Ninja Turtles, and I never yeah. I never finished it. I told you what I wanted to do with Donatello. I heard they killed Donatello. It's some weird thing in the comic. I think he died, but he was smart, so he dumped his brain in the metalhead. Uh, it's like his body's fucked up, but like, so he a metalhead right now or some shit, but I still don't fuck with that because... Like I'm good with like I'm good with kid turtles like like that's the, my level of danger like if like cartoon level turtles is all I need like anytime you start bringing in like serious business serious yeah. serious stakes I start falling out of it like nah man like the most There's I want to see is, is Ra- yeah enough. the like, most I want to see is when Raphael slash Leonardo get fucked up and draw through the ceiling of the of the, of the antique shop and they got to go to the farmhouse it's like yeah, that's it in a bathtub. Yeah. That's all I want. I don't want no more. No more than <laughs> I, I fall out of it. Like I don't want no more. Nah. But yeah, like what were you gonna do with the with the turtles with Donatello? Because my whole thing was like, like I was thinking like Splinter. You know, like he named them after he named them after um, the artists or whatever, right? Like whether he was a rat or he was a human that turned into a rat or a rat who turned more into a human, right? Like. First of all, you know I wanted him to be super short, right? Yeah. But, like, also kind of like, yo, he named them all after those characters, and they all kind of, like, identify as, um, you know, boy, teenage boys, right? Yeah. But, like, I wanted to have one joint where Donatello finally figures out a way to, like, turn them into, like, humans, right? So that they can walk around for a day, right, as human beings, and then, like, fuck around like Leonardo was, like, actually a girl. 
You know what I mean? Like, because, like, this dude, whether he's a rat or a human being, he can't tell, like, the gender or the, the sex. of a turtle, yeah. Turtle. Like, you know what I mean? Like, he don't fucking know. So then it's like, like, one of them or more is, like, a teenage girl. You know what I mean? I thought that'd be ill. And then it's like, when they transform back, it's just like, yo, they just... Like, or their identity, you know what I mean? Like, them working out their identity, like, who they are as human beings versus who they are as turtles, you know what I mean? I just thought that should be ill, because, like, people always say, like, how come there's not a, a girl turtle or whatever? It's like, who's to say that one of them isn't? You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> that's the whole point. It's like, yo, who's to say that one of them isn't? Because they wouldn't have any, like, visual, like... There was too. Yeah, just like well, with humans, there's like all these things, but again, yeah. with turtles, it'd be like uh... as far as like yeah, turtles like they have a completely different idea of like anyway. If they were turtles, like gender, like they don't even have a culture of gender. I don't know like what turtles do to like you know what I mean. Like, is there even a concept of gender for turtles? You know, there's just you know sex, right? And yeah. I'm sure maybe you could break it down to whatever rituals they have. You know, like, how they relate to each other. But, like, turtles don't even... I guess the one, like, gender attribute attribute you could say, like, would be maybe, like, the culture of how they... or How and where they lay their eggs or some shit. I don't know. I'm not, like, a turtle culturologist. I don't know what culture or, like, performance, like, turtles do. Like, I don't even think they're like birds. Like, birds definitely have gender, right? There's some, like, birds... Certain birds perform, you know, different, you know, rituals, whatever, to like show that they're, <clears throat> you know, not whatever. They have their markings, but they also have other types of performance elements. Yeah, but like degrees. a squid, like squids, like not squids, but like cuttlefish perform gender. Like there's even a cuttlefish that performs the opposite, you know, or like a gender different from like its sex, you know what I mean, in order to trick other cuttlefish. But like, Turtles, I don't know if they do that. So, like, my whole point is, like, yeah, uh, Leonardo actually was, is, like, a a girl. You know what I mean? And then, like, when he transforms back, it's, like, does he, like, how does that change the way he thinks about himself? You know what I mean? So, like, yeah, no, I was, like, yeah, that's what I wanted to do. Like, that would be interesting, especially if you keep, like, the human uh, characters around, like, April and, like, Casey. Yeah. And yeah. it's like the nature of it, like, does Leonardo still act like Leonardo? Like, does he try to put on a performance of right. what he thinks a girl is? Like, does he act, right. does he ask questions to April about this? Like, right. does he reject it? It's like, yeah, I'm like, like, I'm still me. That goes into like, that could be, that would be crazy. That could be you know? crazy.
that's what I thought I would be ill, but like, you know. Nobody gives me their toys because I'll break them. Yeah. I don't know. I think <laughs> it's interesting because I don't know, like, so, uh, Sophie Campbell would be drawing, like, some interested pictures about, like, like them and being affectionate toward each other. I'm just like, like, that's just, like, like I know I feel some type of way about it, but I don't think it's wrong. It's just like, but they're yeah. siblings. It's like my thing. Uh, that's my head. It's just not the fact that, like, them having safe sex relationships my boy thing is it's like the incestuous like no there's family that's that's uh, that's, that's, that's not cool yeah I mean if my head are written like they're still really like familial brother right. like they're familial like DNA wise like like people, somebody and, like that's just that's just tumblr and shit like people gonna do what they're gonna do like I, I personally get like you know just personally I just get tired of the sexualization of relationships all the time you know what I mean like um, you know, and I'm like, I'll be the first person to like sexualize Batman and Robin, but like, I hate that I, shit, I, it, I it hate is tiresome that shit. though. It is tiresome. It's like, you know what? Like, leave it alone. I mean, I mainly do it, and this is this is fucked up, and I realize it's fucked up. I mainly do it because I do it to get under the skin of the fans of the characters. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I do it to like fuck with their sort of the way they look at the characters. I think if he weren't underaged, it'd be interesting. Yeah, that, well, I think it would be. Under, he's but like that's, way underage. That's my, my main I mean, in a way, it's it. still interesting. Like, it's still interesting even if he is underage because it's like, I mean, there are so many things that Batman does that are, like, completely fucked up, right? Like, it wouldn't be the first fucked up thing that he does. I mean, even even that, even if, there, if it isn't a sexualized relationship, like, yo... He's putting this little boy in, like, situations that, like, a little boy should not be in. You know what I mean? Like, saying, like, sociopathic, like, murderers, psychopathic, you know, killers and shit. Like, yo, nah, like, that. that's no place for a child. You should not be condoning this activity. Like, if anything, if you were going to do, like, a realistic, or, like, not even a realistic, but a responsible Batman, like most of their their interaction would be like Batman basically being like, uh, okay, look. Um, or maybe like Batman even getting a lens on what he does and being like, yo, oh, this is crazy what I'm doing. Because like when this kid is doing it, it certainly looks crazy to me. Maybe I shouldn't be doing this shit. Like he's catching Robin trying to do what he's doing. You know what I mean? Like Robin is like a fake Batman, you know, like a kid from the street, like trying to be like Batman. He's like, yo, all right, Robin, you need to you need to chill that out. He's like, what are you doing? Uh, yeah, but like you know, uh, <laughs> uh, why don't you just use your money to like start charities or something? Why don't you just like try to influence government like in the right way? <laughs> why don't you Why don't you have Why don't you give your employees a live a living wage? Well, you know what? Uh, hey, oh, as uh, as the nerd, he does do all that <laughs> shit. You know what I'm saying? Like he does have the charities, but still. You know what I'm saying? That don't the realer don't give no dams about none of that. The realer still going to do his crazy ass things. The gorilla, you said? The Riddler. Oh, like, the Riddler. Like oh, you yeah. know, like once you get to the point where Batman's not fighting like crime as we know it, which is like uh-huh. socioeconomic reasons for why you steal uh-huh. stuff, it is just like a purple a person in a green outfit with with question marks all over it. It's just like oh. Yeah, okay. but uh, let's talk about let's talk about how let's talk about mental mental health too, man. Like, yo, come but on, Batman man. is crazy. True. 
Like that's the thing. Is it's like it's a crazy dude fighting other crazy people, that's with the true. exception of I say Catwoman because Catwoman just seems like oh people dressing up in costumes now. Oh okay, I'm still going to rob people. I'm just going to do in this fly ass outfit. She's just getting. She's just getting, she's just getting paper. Like she's not doing any crazy skit. What she did in the sixty TV show because everybody did. But when you read Batman comics, she's either trying to get Batman to fall in love with her, uh. or the model tape is just like. She's just the nicest cat burglar around. And she's just getting people for diamonds and shit. And just like, eh, alright. Like, she's not crazy at all. Just like, oh, they call me Catwoman. Whatever. Eh. I've, for, I've forgotten. I've forgotten about most of those story elements. Yeah, I I, I can't. But, like, even that, what you say about Robin being, like, he's a little kid running around kicking people in the throat. There's a big shift in Batman from when he first comes out and then, like, after Robin's there. That's where that whole, like, Watson and Holmes type of thing happens. It was like, now, Robin, look at the case here. Are you paying attention to the, to the evidence? Because before that, Batman was, like, punching people in the throat using a gun, just being extra hardcore, and, like, Robin's like, mm, maybe I shouldn't be jumping around punching people in his throat as much. <laughs> <laughs> legit. Let me, let me have a good relationship with Commissioner Gordon. We can take the crooks to the, the actual police force if you like, you know, they can do this, the, the, the system as it's intended. <laughs> but then when you get to the 80s and it's Jason Todd, it's the, you know, the kid from the streets. Who's like he's how he beats him is that he's trying to like take the wheels off the Batmobile. That Robin's running around pushing people off of buildings and shit like what? And Batman's like, I don't know about this, Alfred. You don't went down you done went down the Batman rabbit hole. Like I can't keep up with you. I know, man. I, <laughs> I done ran too much Batman. I done took it too much Batman. I don't even know. You know what I mean? I like, be doing Batman, so that's my that's my dude. Like I be just, doing I, just I don't you know, I can't keep up. With Batman, I be mean, doing Batman. So I mean, doing them. That's I still can't play those fucking ugly ass games though. I know most of this stuff is like an abstraction. You know what I mean? Like not really so much as like an actual uh, an actual thing. Like I can't keep up with the continuity or any of that sort of thing. So like it's interesting. Yo, it's the interesting. Only, the only thing that the. <laughs> This is some comic book business shit right here, but you know they're coming out with like a new Dark Knight, right? Dark Knight Three: The Master Race with Frank Miller. Uh, about that, Frank Miller, yeah. So like he's plotting and co-writing it, right, with Brian Azzarello. Oh, okay. And like Andy Kubrick and Claus Jensen doing the artwork, and then they're doing things like this little like mini comics that come with it. They're doing like mm-hmm. five or six, seven versions of it. It's gonna make a mm-hmm. bunch of money. But yeah, mm-hmm. this weekend I saw there's a variant. The shit costs two thousand dollars. Wow! The very is you get an actual co- you actually get a copy of the comic with Jim Lee art hand drawn on the cover. Oh wow! That's the most That's impressive nuts. and craziest variant I ever seen. And That's you know crazy. they're gonna sell joints. Yeah, like somebody's gonna drop two thousand. Oh, easy. To get that cover. To get a cover. It's just... Yo, that's just crazy. Like, I don't... Like... Yeah. Like, it's, uh, it's dope. The fact that the concept of Jim Lee just drawing a cover comic book and you they send it out is dope, but... 
Yeah, it's good for fans of that thing, you know. That's good for the fans. It makes me feel. It makes me feel fucked up. I think it's fucked up in the end, though. It's just like, yeah. I mean, for me, I think about comics. I don't know. I sell my original artwork sometimes, but like, um, for me, the the art is the reproduction. You know. Yeah. The art is the reproduction. Like the originals, not the art, you know, for me. But whatever. I think, I mean, that's cool. I really don't, <laughs> I can't even be bothered with any of that I stuff. I don't even man. know if like, it's cool. Unless man. I'm working on a job, you know what I mean? Like yeah. if I'm doing a job for them, and I don't know if I'm going to ever do anything for those guys again. Like I think at this point, you know, never say never, but I'm just kind of like, I don't know. If I can maintain doing what I'm doing now, like I wouldn't, I would never want to work. Film against, I can't like, um, I don't like, uh, I've been really vexed about a, a lot of the stuff that's been happening. Like even with the shit that happened with you and Marvel, like, you know, like the more it sits with me, the more like, it's funny because I remember when you were telling me about it, I was like, yo, don't think about it too much, man. Because I didn't want you to get, like, caught up in feeling some type of way about it. And now I'm like, I feel some type of way about it. <laughs> it's like I got that dark seed in me, you know what I mean? Like, pause. <laughs> it, it's, it's... I mean, like, it's like anger is just like... Yeah, yeah, I got it's. This is weird because it's like I see the time, I see it pop up in the timelines because it's like things get retweeted. And it's like I'm not going to stop, you know, checking. Like I'm not going to stop following, let's say, the fader, because they retweeted something or they posted about like these set of covers, right? Because ninety nine percent of the time, I'm finding out about some type of new music or some new track that I'm, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm trying to listen to. But yeah, it's like it's like I can't really escape it. And then like I found out it's like five months long. Yeah. And it's like It's a lot of cats doing it too. It's like a lot I, of people that's hard work. I'm just like, fuck. And it's like it's still like they still doing joints that we did. So it's just weird things like did you just use what we did as like pre-production art of a certain degree? And it's like I still don't know why you're following me. Right. Oh, word. And then, like, why are you following me? You ain't saying nothing. Like, what are you like? I that's the thing. Is it's like it got to a point where I don't want to talk about it because it's like, why are you like, why are you following me on on Twitter? Would you do one if they offered it to you? I, I don't know. I have a. I would have to say like, you got to come on the show. Then mm-hmm. we got to have that's a conversation. Yeah. That'd be my old. That'd be a serious give right there. It's like you. I think about it, but like my man gotta come help me, and then like yeah. I gotta be able to put the logo on it, and you gotta come on the show. We gotta have a conversation, and mm-hmm. not one of them cookie cutter kiss your ass conversations either. I'm talking about you want to use hip hop effectively. We gonna we gonna talk about this shit like it's like it's some real shit, like it's the stretching Barbito shit. You know what I'm saying? Like it's some 1995 <laughs> shit. <laughs> you can't be evoking all this hip hop shit and not deal with like real hip hop talk. <laughs> like, yeah, like you want you want to talk about the streets, then we gonna talk like it's in the streets. Like, 
it's that's what it just it just is that whole thing is just weird to me it's just weird and it's weird the way some people react it's weird the way like some people's like they don't have any claims to feel bad about it and then it's like sometimes those people are white and some of them are black and then it's just like why are you in my mentions about this shit then like well, don't bring me into this shit if you have that feeling about it and it's just and it also what really made me kind of feel some type of way toward the end is just like I kind of got we kind of got erased from the conversation yeah it's just like yeah diversity is an issue race is an issue I share those problems I've been stopped fucking with Marvel before this that being said a lot of this shit was started because they bit me not once but twice and you kind of use what a bunch of other people started talking about with the biting to further your own interests and your own attacks against Marvel and you erase my problem is is the erasure and my problem is the erasure by like quote unquote my own people who don't you don't fuck they like they don't fuck with me just as much as Marvel don't fuck with me right yeah man I don't know. It's yeah, I don't I don't like to be so I don't wanna be like kinda I don't know, like negative about it. I just I don't even um it's difficult. I wanna create work that that builds that connection and reconnects me with people too, you know? And I think about it, and I think about if, like, the work that you've done hasn't done that for you. Like, it's kind of, it's, like, depressing a little bit. But who's reading, like, who's who's buying those? With those covers? Yeah, like, who are those for? That's the bigger question I have. Because the nature in which the stores have to order the comics to get the ability to order those covers will make them most likely unobtainable financially for the very fans they're outreaching to. It's not a standard cover. It's not like I go to the comic book store and like half of them or a third of them are these hip-hop covers. Now, the stores got to order, like, 125% of what they ordered of X-Comic in July. Mm-hmm. And one of the X-Comics of July might have been a comic that, that sold 75,000 copies, right? So they got to order that plus another, like, 25 to 50% of that. So they got to order, like, 100,000 copies of some shit to be able to order one copy of this comic book cover that's a cover... That's a homage to a hip hop album cover. And how many of those they're going to order? How many are they going to sell? How much they're going to charge for those? So at what point, you know, we're in a time where people don't even like paying for music. So most of the fans that like to fuck with this stuff, most likely use Spotify for free. Or if they're older, they got the record. Like they, they might, hey, they might not even have the comic. The only reason they know about it because it was on the Fader, Double XL, the Source, uh, all these music sites that they put all these press releases on. They might not even be around a comic book store, right? 
Yeah, that's another interesting thing, too. Like, um, <clears throat> it's funny. I've been thinking about comics and uh, the way people buy things. Um, thinking about commerce, like the maybe it's typical, maybe it's stereotypical ideas of commerce, you know, in uh, say like in street culture, right? So talking about like sneaker culture, you know, like clothes, all of that, right? Yeah. And how increasingly it's less about quality. Well, of course, it's less about quality than brands, right? Can I say that? Yeah. It's more about quality than brands, right? So somebody was asking me about comics and about representation in my comics and like, you know, my audience. And I was like, well, the people that say people may assume may be interested in my comics because like possibly there are people like them in the, in it, which is a, a gross generalization because what are those people? Who are those people? Um, <clears throat> I'm like, yo, if you're thinking street culture or if the epithet urban is a good descriptor for the type of people you're talking about, um, nah, G, because like they're brand, they're very brand conscious, and like the brand that people buy is like Marvel and DC. Um, it really doesn't matter, like it, you know, blurs or whatever, right? They're brand conscious, man, like. Blurs are not street. They're not what I would consider like street culture, like the type of people that like say the weird hipster community, if you could call it that, that sort of, you know, mid aughts to, to now was in New York, like the whole sort of like read space like the um, what's that that spot that place is out of Hong Kong that they have they got their website. Um, I don't know, well, I forget the name of it right now. But like you know, that sort of crowd, they're very brand conscious. Like you know, they're looking at their, they're getting their limited edition Nikes. They're what VSVM like. There, like you know, yeah, whatever's on hype beast, basically. Yeah, hype beast. I thought, yeah, they're from out of Hong Kong, right? Oh man, um, I don't, I don't know. I thought they were from. I thought it was a New York based entity, but uh, I thought they were from Hong Kong. It's anyway. possible. Well, it doesn't really matter no more at this point. They, they, right. they, they reached a point of not only being a a brand themselves, but also like a moniker or a type of person. Right. So when I look at that and I think about, okay, that's kind of like. The blurs are like that too, and I'm thinking about like the the cultural force. They adhere to branding, you know what I mean? Like, what I notice is when I'm like reaching out to talk to folks, it's like, well, the brand is Marvel, DC, Doctor Who, like these certain fandoms. It's like people could be as radical or progressive or think as like progressive as you want to describe it, but like they still pretty much adhere to like certain brands you know like like people will complain about like what's wrong with 
whatever representation, um, hiring practices, um, how a film, like what happened in a film or like what they did in the film. And they'll still like buy it like a hundred percent. They'll still do the fandom. Like they'll still have like a hundred gifts of whatever on their Tumblr. They're still doing like free advertising for it. They yeah. still view every like X book, every, you know, Marvel film. Like they still repping hard for it. Like it's very rare that someone like someone did it, I think it was on Comics Alliance. They talked about like, yo, they're not buying Marvel books no more. Yeah, and it was a big thing. They caught Mad Flack for that shit. And I'm like, really? I'm like, yo, well, if you really about it like that, then stop it, man. <laughs> like, stop it. And, like, stop taking the jobs, you know? like, And that's difficult to say because, like, I took mad jobs because I was starving. So I ain't mad at it. Yeah, it's just, like, how many of those people a lot of those people aren't in that position to not take the work because they're not making work to begin with. They're just consuming the product. So my, my thing with blurs and this is in my, this is my, it it just connects to my whole thing with geeks. There's a certain point, which I can't allow myself or consider myself a geek because some of the shit I just don't, I don't ascribe to just like, it's just like the way I grew up. I never had those things. Like I was never picked on. I got picked on for weight, but like all the shit I liked, like that was the same shit everybody else liked. It was just being a kid. But so it, even the thing with being a blurred is just like, like I found it funny when like it would call certain people blurs, like Donald Glover, or like right. you know, famous was like, is Donald Glover really a nerd? Like he's living in Cali. He's like having sex with beautiful girls. <laughs> um, he's on a television show. He's like generally like classically handsome. He's funny, but all right, just because some of his raps got some interesting things in them, he's just yeah. He got a master's degree. I guess that makes him a blur. I don't all even right. think that's it, man. I don't even think that's it. It's because like that term blurred is usually um, it's a it identifies you as a person who consumes a certain set of products. I, <laughs> you know, like that's like, about that's yeah, it. It's I like, don't, it's not I don't, that you, I don't, you were in whatever school or any of that. You know, like, like I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't get it. So it's not something I can ever like. I can ever join because it's just like, like nah, like it's it's like or like it's like or nah. Like if you give me the choice, I'll be like or nah. Like I'm gonna go walk away. Like, and I, I feel the certain things. It's like y'all really don't. Like y'all don't fuck with me like the regular geeks don't fuck with me either. So I'm mm-hmm. gonna go over here and deal with some of the art people who they don't give you no real judgment. We ain't all gonna always agree, but they don't judge me. The cool kids don't judge me. The kids that y'all thinks is evil and bad, like they don't we still chill. Like we can go talk about sports and news and shit. <laughs> like we can be I had fine. A like man. <laughs> I had a crazy conversation <laughs> with someone the other day. Shit, maybe it was you. It wasn't you. Someone was talking about like uh how someone was talking about how like like uh bros, right? Nerd bros versus bros, like tr- traditional. <laughs> like jock bros. bros. Yeah, you know I mean nerd bros versus like jock bros, you know what I mean? And I hit him with this. I was like, yo, I don't really fucks with either. 
But there's something that I appreciate about Jock Bros. Like, and I'm not condoning them at all. Don't get it twisted, right? But one of the things I appreciate is they there's an amount of discipline that it takes to kind of like shape your body into something strong and to work in a team towards a common goal. And I respect that. Where like often I feel like nerd bros, like they're sort of the thing that connects them are like the products that they buy. You know what I mean? Like the toys that they getting hyped about, like the trailers that they're posting and shit. You know what I mean? Like, and that's corny. And they'll ostracize, they'll ostracize somebody based on like gender or appearance because like they don't exhibit the same like collection of uh, markers. You know what I mean? Yeah. That they yeah. purchased, right? Yeah. It's, so like, it's it's weird because I think where you say, let's say, quote unquote, bros or jocks, some of the other culture like brings in some of the similar things, but I, I feel that they're different reasons. It's like, it's like when you like if you all about this Marvel shit. Oh, let's, let's take this this force this force Friday thing that I don't understand. Basically, oh, you repping that this shit happened the other day, and I woke up. They was talking about that shit on the news, and somebody told me basically it's Black Friday for just Star Wars shit, and I'm just oh, like. God. So that's like, hey, that's some new shit. B, Disney, high five, your new hustle is motherfucking immaculate. But it's just yeah. like y'all repping heavy for like pure capitalistic ideas and properties. Like if I see a person that's repping a, a, a sports team, even though I have my issues with that, they repping the team because it's repping where they're from. Most of the like most of the time, like I'm not going to call the Washington football team by their name, but most of the people who fucks with the football team is repping for the city they grew up in, their parents grew up in, like their grandparents grew up in. Like this represents where you from. Like it's yeah. it's a nationalistic. It's like a not a nationalist, but it's a certain pride. It's like it equals nationalism. It equals community. It equals like. Yeah, for better or worse. It's like I may not fuck with the violent acts of football or the way they treat the players and all this other bullshit, but I get that. If you repping hard now to the point, but if you repping that hard for motherfucking Spider Man, what the fuck are you repping? (laughs) You ain't talking about the ideals of the story. You ain't talking about great power comes great responsibility. You ain't talking about what some of that shit really means. Yeah. You fucks with Spider Man because it's Spider Man. You always fuck with Spider Man. Why? Because you was five and your dad or your mom bought you a Spider Man action figure. That's it. <laughs> At what point? What are you repping? What type of set are you repping right now? If you want to take us some gang shit.
Hold up. Caribbean island called Hispaniola. Sorry. Nah, that's all good. This video started on my thing. <laughs> yeah, Facebook. What's up? I hate yeah. that autoplay shit. <laughs> yeah. But it's just like, I don't get it. That's what I don't get. It's just like, like, I don't know how you could be so mad at Marvel to talk about... Uh, Talk about the Black Panther movie like it's going to be the second coming, like it's going to be so important for the state of black people in America. Like it's going to help. Like what the black? Oh, you're not talking about the documentary. You're talking about the comic book. Yeah, like motherfuckers. Yeah, like, like, yo, I'm actually. I don't see no birds talk about Black Panthers, <laughs> the Vanguard of Revolution. No, they're not talking uh, about uh, that film. Hell uh, no. <laughs> I would have a lot more if I saw that shit blow up my timeline. I'd be happy. That's funny, dude. Like, yeah, because that's funny. <laughs> I'm like, I actually had to think about, like, why is he talking shit about, like, the VPP movie? Because, like, that shit looks <laughs> that good. Shit look, I was like, that shit looks gay. Like, like, I want to buy that shit right now. I don't even need to see it. <laughs> it took me a minute, dude. It took me a, it took me a serious, like, 15 seconds before I realized what you were talking about. Who cares about Black Panther, the comic book, man? Like, I don't know. People ride for it so hard, though. Like, it's just, it's so, you know, it's heartbreaking for me, man. It's just heartbreaking for me that I could put as much work. We'll see. I'm going to keep doing what I'm doing. We'll see what happens. I just feel like to put so much time and effort into, like, creating things and to see the other artists out there doing their own thing, right? And then it's like, I'm on the same Tumblr as everyone else. And... I'm starting to see that there are other black artists and storytellers making work. But when I look at my Tumblr feed, it a lot of a lot of young black folk, it's all some like Black Panther shit. Like motherfuckers complaining about shit and then it's like they're just posting like tons of gift sets of like Captain America and shit. I'm like, fuck, like I ain't dissing it, man. Like, it is what it is. It's just, like, for a creator, it's super disappointing. <laughs> it's just like, it's like, man, okay, so they don't have to give you shit, and you're just going to ride for them forever, you know? Like, you're just going to ride for them, man. Like, it's just really disheartening. So it's like, I feel like after a while, it's like, okay, yeah, let me just... It happened because I started to also follow a lot of the quote unquote blurred media because like um, I was just really trying to connect with them. And then I just was like surprised by the amount of just like that sort of thing was on there. And it's very difficult not to make a judgment about it. You know what I mean? Because like the certain side of me is like, yeah, no, don't. don't don't judge people for like their tastes or whatever you know but I can't really it's I'm hard it's hard for me it's difficult for me to see like the merit to following the shit as hard as what I'm seeing you know what I mean like the corporate comics like it's not part of a a balanced diet (laughs) you know what I mean like it's literally the junk food of of our medium, you know, and it's got some, you know some good people out there doing their work in it. You know what I mean? Like some of them are friends of mine, you know. But I just like man, we're not really showing 
And it's bullshit, because I don't believe you should have to buy shit to support it. But it's like, you're, we're not really, it doesn't feel like we're supporting what we want the medium to be. Blurs, quote unquote blurs. I'm just talking to blurs. You know what I mean? Maybe it's not what they want it to be. Maybe they just want more black um, drawings of black people in mainstream comics. Maybe that's enough. It might be. Like, yo, yeah, just make just make more of these characters, both new black characters and turn some of the old white characters into black characters, and you're good. You're happy. Yeah. That's my that's that's one of my worries is that like Marvel will be able to swerve and make a bunch of characters minorities with for the most part still having the same writers and artists they always have. So like on the face and creative and, like and creative like goal and, and direction. You yeah, know? so it's just like it'll still be the same stories with minority characters with the same intent. It'll never have that level of of, of like authenticity. Like the white characters in a lot of ways have an authenticity to the white experience because white people continue to work on them. Like, and they're around and like not for nothing, they're around they're surrounded by that experience. A very particular type of white experience. Yeah. At, yeah. You know, it's like I'm not saying like I never, you know, I don't necessarily believe that only a group of a particular from a particular place can tell a story of a particular group. But I do believe that if there's some sort of like fucked up uh, hegemony where like one group controls and runs a certain sort of thing and therefore are only around like people from that group. Um, then it's going to be difficult for that class, that ruling group, to know the experience of the other group, you know, and to be able to represent it properly, you know. Hey, I'm sorry, I did not cut you off. Go ahead. No, no, you you say exactly. That's that's my feelings. Just that that's what's that's what's going to happen. It's just like I do kind of want some more black people to work at Marvel and DC. Mm-hmm. Just so they, they they have that 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 chance. Just like I want to see more black filmmakers make studio films. Like I mm-hmm. like I just right. I just want and just needs that to be. Just like I want more Latino people. Like I want to see some more like hardcore Latino experiences in uh in, in mainstream comics that I don't think we getting. Uh, I think we we have some some uh some Asian Americans working in comics able to bring some of that story. Not enough, but they have. Sometimes they got a little bit every now and then. But I just think there's a lot. There's like, I, I, I almost I don't. It's a feeling, so I can't. Nobody can really say I'm wrong, but it's this feeling that's like they really don't. They don't want black people to really tell the. To tell to use these characters from a more authentic point of view or experience of of being black in America, with terms of some of these type of ideas of 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 the power, but. Yeah, but Yo, then they're dude. gonna make a big show of it, though. They're gonna make a huge show of it, and and when they do, and, and I want to feel some type of way because people are gonna lap it up, right? Yeah, but it's smoke and mirrors, man. Like that's that's what was funny about with the whole blade thing when the blade thing went through. It was like, or when they made that blade announcement, which we haven't heard 
from Sins. I heard they deaded it. Yeah, so I heard too. But like, what was funny about it is, you remember that lighting up strip I did? Mm-hmm. It's like, um, maybe this is burying the lead, but like, yeah, so did the lighting up strip. Um, and, you know, like I had done some images, like a hypothetical blade for Axel, right? Like he asked me, yo, if you would do work on any characters, like who would you work on? Like, what would you work on? Well, I picked, I did that blade and I did cloak and dagger. And he was like, well, yeah, that's cool. Because I know like Brian, AKA Brian Wood, what had an idea for it. And like, you know, he wanted to do something. I didn't really say nothing. You know, I was just trying to be polite. Was cause like, yo, one, I don't want to work with Brian Wood. Two, Brian Wood couldn't tell that story better than me because, like, I mean, maybe in some, maybe some people think he's a better writer than me, but, like, I don't necessarily agree with that. And I also don't agree that he would know more about the nuances (laughs) of, like, a relationship between two people, young people, you know, in the street or in a racial relationship. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think he would know much about it. You know what I mean? So, like... I thought, you know what I mean? I just thought I would have a better perspective on it. So I just didn't express any interest in possibly doing that. And, you know, did a couple covers for them, took a little bit of time, then put my little blade joint up, did some more work with them. I guess I did the X-Men thing, then I did the lighten up thing. And the editor that they have for that blade comic, the blade shit, they dropped the announcement like at the con or whatever. Yo, the editor wouldn't talk to me like, didn't want to talk to like NPR or whatever. Like, um, we were going to have a discussion. Like, NPR wanted to have a discussion about the comic, right? <laughs> they didn't want to. They didn't want to talk about it. Guess who was the editor on that Blade book, though? Same person. The same person, man. Mm. And like, the most remarkable thing about the Blade book is that no black folk were involved. Yep. And the same editor who just refused to even have a discussion, like, what happened with Lighten Up was like, that wasn't a criticism criticism of that person. It, it was just like a discussion about something that could happen and like how it could make me feel some type of way and how it could be indicative of a problem, you know? Um, but what was kind of whack was like not having a discussion after the fact, you know what I mean? Like that made me feel more of a type of way and like the dismissive way that like Axel handles. Yeah. And then after all that, to put that editor on that book, I was like, from the shadows, I was just like, wow, dude, for real. Like I felt, you know, Maybe it's just my ego, but I felt like, yo, that seemed like shots fired. <laughs> <laughs> like, these these niggas just playing spy games, man. Like, people don't know. <laughs> like shots fired, man. Like, that's your answer to it. Like, you know what I mean? Whether or not you intended it to be the answer, that's your answer to the, that's your answer to lighten up. You know what I mean? Oh, we won't even have to worry about, like, having this discussion because we just not going to even put nobody black involved in it. It's about a black man and his daughter. 
<laughs> you know? Yeah. Come on, dude. It's about a black man and his daughter. Yeah, man. They, they, <laughs> yo, I gotta say, like, they're nice with it. Like, Marvel's nice with it. Like, they got skills. They, but they don't have to be because the fan base, you know, is, will eat it all up. The brand is so strong. I don't even know if at this point they have to be nice with it. The brand is so strong. You know? It's just, it's inherent, man. Because the thing of it is, is it, it's funny because it's like, DC can't even they can do something they not even really fuck up and they catch it they catch mm. mad mad publicity bumps and mad fan outrage and they just just take it but Marvel they can actually do some stuff where you can just sit back and be like hmm uh I don't want I don't get your intent with that I'm I'm kind of leery and yo You'll question them on it, and they'll swerve, but they'll be mad dismissive, and then people will just like, all right, okay, you're doing 1992 covers now. Oh, it's all good. Like, <laughs> or, oh, you made the Incredible Hulk Korean American. Okay, let's go. Like, yeah, hey, we about it. Like, yo, but what about people that already forgot because they already hype? Like, they just nice with it. Just I can't even. Like, it's just no reason to fight that battle. Like, it's no reason to fight that battle. So it's yeah, just it's like impressive. the whole thing. Like you asked me, like if I got offered a cover, would I do it? Let's let's just keep it a thousand. That shit ain't happening. Mm. Because if that shit was, if it would have happened, it would have happened already. Mm. Like they could have been hollered at me. So it's not it's not the nature of like this ain't happening. So I ain't worried about it. But I. It totally fucked my whole idea up of like comics, modern comics, like all that shit. But people think it got better. Like, nah, it ain't. Like, I don't got no hate toward Disney, but like, yeah, the comic book people, nah, nah. All these motherfuckers are shady. It's good. I got an IT job. I'm gonna be all right. Like, I ain't gotta make those decisions. People gotta make. I'm happy. I ain't gotta make those decisions. Like, if I'm gonna draw this because I need to make money to eat. Like, nah, I'm good. I ain't got to draw nothing for nobody. Mm. You know, I don't feel like drawing right now, so it's whatever. But artistically, I'm free as fuck. But, mm. yeah, like, all that shit they do, like, I... And the way they mad dismissive to people, to, like... Or they make... They, they, and the way people would just... The way people just jump on and, like, vilify people for asking questions bothers me. Like they're just people are just asking questions like why? Like who are these comic covers for? Who are these things for? How come X people can't get hired? Money said I don't know how that's relevant. Yeah, I've heard that type of shit before, yeah. I think one of the guys said, Yeah, I don't know how that's relevant. Yeah, yeah, it was Tom Brevoort. Oh shit. Moma got a Jason Jacob Lawrence show up. Mm-hmm. Yep. I have to check that. Yo, when you coming back up to New York, man? Yeah, I don't know. I've been real lazy. I've been real lazy in terms of traveling. I've been real lazy. I ain't been nowhere. I ain't trying to go to no cons. I ain't visit no. I ain't come to New York, really. I don't know. 
We just down here stewing in the forces of solitude. Uh, don't stew, buddy. We gotta live that. We living that good life, buddy. Yeah, it ain't too bad. These things that bother me. These women folk, though. What's happening? Nah, I just it is what it is. Just they are what they are. That's a that's a whole different type of tale. Whoa, well yeah. not whoa, but just it is what it is. For all nope. the drama it is, it's more interesting than this comic book shit, though. Always, never lonely, always alone, or always <laughs> never alone, always lonely. Yeah, that's the truth. Yeah. So what about this SPX prom, son? You going to that? Yo. I go to SPX for both days. I don't know if I usually stay for that craziness that happens afterwards, though. Why? Let's see. I don't know. It's just that same thing where I don't feel like I fit in. So it's like, why am I here? I never been before, so I'm trying to see what it is. Hey, I'll stay around. Push come to shove. If the if I get too tired, I don't want to take the metro back home. I'll take an Uber and spend that that twenty dollars and get back into the city. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's right. It's all the way out there. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So I'm trying to say, like, yo, am I gonna kick it with my mom or am I gonna like get a little uh, hotel in the city? I don't know. Like, I don't know if they like, like. I don't know if they still got joints around close to that because they do got hotel. It is in the hotels, but I don't know if they still got rooms. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't want to stay in Maryland, no way. <laughs> it's the, the thing of it is right over the metro. <laughs> it's true. But, like, I want to get out and walk to places. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I know what that Bethesda area is like, and it's corny. Yeah. To me. It's not a lot copping off over there. I could be yeah. some Popeyes. They made some <laughs> changes around there, though. They made a lot of shifts around there lately, last couple of years. Tore some things down, put some other stuff up. It's weird over there. They try to make everything walkable. You know, they took out White Flint. They tore that whole shit down. Are you serious? Yeah, because they're going to make that shit a, to like a um a walkable boulevard shopping center. So they tore the whole mall down, except for the Lord and wow. Taylor. Uh, Lord and Taylor right? suing them, too, because it's like, yo, we thought this shit was going to be later because it's fucking up their business. Because it's like a destroyed mall right next to it. Wow! Everybody wants everything to be a little bit more walkable now. That's how they get the. That's how they get the younger people. Right. People slowly learning about the shit, man. Yeah, some of your ideas about about the um, about the city <laughs> and stuff we had debates about some years ago is you was right on some stuff. You know, you was right on some I, stuff. I'll admit that. I still think <laughs> I still think people want to buy their houses though. They may not, they can't afford it, but they still want to buy them though. Yeah, you know, I mean, it is what it is. Like, there's what people want, and then there's what like the future is, what we need, and what is efficient, and what is like good for the environment. You know, like we'll see what happens. You know, either way, we all gonna be underwater, starving to death, or whatever, burning up. The sun gonna be right on our back. Fuck that nigga. I'm in <laughs> space. I'll get my robot by go to space. Be like Prometheus. Like space robots. Be like to do be like my man in Prometheus. Be a robot. Be up in space. Be like you try to be like you try to go into a singularity. Be like fuck yeah, let's go. 
see what happened. <laughs> Come a man out of time or some shit. It'd be dope. Go back and meet myself. Bounce. <laughs> Go back and meet yourself. Hilarious. <laughs> Jump back, then you kiss yourself. Dude, I gotta like get my uh you know, I'm working on this health thing. The health shit is so fucked up, dude. Like program is just so fucked up. Yeah, it is. It is. It's crazy. In terms of the way, and I'm benefiting from it. Like I have a great health plan. Like I don't have no issues getting nothing. But in a lot of ways, that's fucked up. Like, like I don't think it should be that way. And they got to figure some shit out. But I don't think anybody wants to figure some shit out because there's too many people benefiting. Yeah. Yeah, obviously. It's not even the most efficient way for them to do what they're doing. Mm-mm. But it gets everybody paid. Uh, yeah, except for... <laughs> yeah, I guess that's what it, it's... Not everybody. It's, it gets everybody it's paid, made. but it doesn't get everybody help. Yeah. It, it gets everyone, a certain type, certain groups of people. You know what I mean? People who paid into the system to get it to how it is now still getting paid you know like it gets them paid there's a lot of other people who are not getting paid and certainly a whole lot of people who are not getting health care it's not yeah just like everything in these in this this system it's not built to it's not really everything comes second to making or funneling money into the hands of people who have the money to build the funnel. Yeah. <laughs> you know? It's bullshit, man. It's kind of hard not to be cynical. I'm not even going to say it's hard not to be cynical because, like, I'm just cynical. Like, uh, I've completely failed in not being cynical. Yeah, it's kind of hard to have hope. Realistic. Yeah. I think sometimes it's hard to be positive. Like I have the more I have more problem with being positive than being like I'm just realistic. Like why that shit ain't gonna work. Like like why isn't it gonna work? Because motherfuckers don't care. Like oh people get too many people eating. Like Yeah, people care a lot. They care about they care about exploiting a system. Yeah. They care yeah, but they care about getting money. They don't care about other things. So you change that, other things will change. Or you mess with somebody's money. Oh yeah. Well, people die for that shit. Oh yeah, when I see some shit happen, when somebody loses a lot of money, I was like, oh, somebody got somebody got to catch a bullet. <laughs> somebody got to go. It's things like that where I don't understand why certain leaders are still alive. I still don't know why Assad is still alive because I know he's fucking up somebody's money. Yeah, well, maybe he's helping somebody else's money. He must be. Yeah, he must be helping Putin keep get a lot of money because that's the only thing I think keeping him alive. Because, like, I guess Russia money is like, yeah, I'm good. So you ain't harming a hair on his head. Right. You know, it's inter- it's, it's really interesting to see that that dynamic. You know what I'm saying? Like, like the money. Global, global economic, like, uh, yeah, it is interesting. It's interesting as a way of putting it. 
But yo, I gotta get something to eat, man. You should I'm go ahead. Yeah, I'm gonna holler at you. I don't know. This one wasn't a very. Um, this wasn't a very like uplifting one, maybe. <laughs> I don't know. I think people are gonna enjoy it though. Yeah. I think some people are gonna enjoy it because it might spur some random conversations on the Nate on on a black. Uh, Black, because I don't think we're not going to talk about it like mm-hmm. on Twitter, but I have a feeling some people going to listen to it and they're going to like they're going to talk about it. Like I expect like Richie Pope to talk about it, Chris Kidger to talk about it, Cheryl Lynn probably bring something about it. Like certain people will say some things about it. Like we got to get it out there before. Um, I want to put out SPX weekend. So yeah, because like I want to talk to them. I hopefully they've heard it. Yeah, that's the weekend I plan to put it out. Cool. All right. Because I still got the Ramon with Villa Lobos one to put out, which I'll probably edit and put out this week. Cool. That one is funny because we just talk about fucking tennis shoes for like half an hour. Wow. That's a cool. That's a cool Mexican dude. Like that's. Right. Yeah, he gives me some hope in comments because he just kind of just did cool art on Tumblr and then he got picked up. They was like, this dude got to draw this. He's like, fuck it. <laughs> I'm gonna beast out on everything. I'm like, word, you do that. <laughs> word. That's nice. Hey. It's a nice little um, story. Yeah, it's just cool because he's also have like a lot of people don't like talk about Mexican Americans or like the Mexican American experience of Mexican Americans in comics. Like it's like all this shit he brings to us. Like yeah, it's like like yeah, you right, you right. It's not like that's my thing. It's like there isn't a lot of. It's still for the most part just a bunch of white dudes, and it's like a lot of Latino artists, but they ain't a lot of Latino writers, and they ain't bring a lot of their culture in it either. They just drawing what they supposed to draw like everybody else. Yeah, that's gotta be an interesting place to be where like you know that's what's interesting about Axel Alonso you know he always plays that card that like he's a person of color right yeah he does he pulls that shit out that shit's supposed to be the ultimate defense right like it ain't bro (laughs) it's like I don't see you repping like that like I don't see you repping like that Latinos are super underrepresented man yes like super underrepresented it's like if anything that should be like more of an indictment (laughs) you know that should be an indictment of you you know, because like I think they might be doing worse than we are. <laughs> you no, know, they're like, going through it right now. They're going through the struggle. Yeah, it's funny to see all this shit pop off in Europe with the with the migrant crisis and all the fucked up shit they did. But now they're letting them in, and then you still got Donald Trump talking about we got to talk American. Like right. for real though, you weren't saying that when you having those Mexicans build them goddamn hotels though. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? All that shit in Vegas, you think you ain't had no no illegals working on them shits? Right. Get the fuck out of here, man. Acting like all his maids was white. Right. Shit. Fuck out of here, Donald Trump. People buying into his shit, though. That shit is amazing. You know he run a game. Yeah. That shit is amazing. But yeah, let me let you get something to eat, man. I ain't eat today right. either, so I'll holler at you. Okay. All right, man. All right, man. Peace. Peace.